0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: to another episode of blog talk radio this is your host Seth your brother your cousin your friend want to thank the family for showing up early tonight we have a phone line full of family and friends so again I want to thank y'all for stopping by and uh, seeing what's happening over on this side of town the Douglas Kennedy family and friends network how's everybody doing Hopefully everybody is doing wonderful, blessed, uh, and I mean that. I know I say it all the time, but I really hope everybody is doing very well and blessed. Don't take for granted your blessings. Don't take for granted the blessings that God bestowed upon you. Well, today is April the 12th, April the 12th, and I'm going to do something I've been doing lately, and that is reading the show's description where we we'll are all gonna be on the very same page. How about that? So I'm going to go ahead and read the show's description, if you don't mind. I typed earlier in the promo, family, tonight, Tuesday, April 12th, another exciting and informative show coming your way. We will interview a young Trevon Cherry. Uh, Also, Melvin Douglas stops by to say hello. Lastly, we will explore the African-American church and its relationship with their members with special guest William B. Johnson and I also want to add that Donald Junior Shaw will be joining us in that discussion, as well as perhaps we don't know yet, uh Miss Gwen Brooks or Gwen Brooks may join Gwen Burns. Where did yeah, I get from. Y'all remember Gwen, uh, the one that sent the e carriages out on Monday. We had on had on the show sometime back. She did a very good job. And uh I still get those on Mondays. Very encouraging. So anyway, Gwen will be uh possibly on she don't really know if that's If if, if she'll be able to um, do it or not If so she'll probably come on a little later on But for sure Donald Jr. Shaw will be in the house Talking about the African American church Along with the one and only William B. Johnson So tonight we have a lot coming your way Tonight we have a lot coming your way family So um, again I can't say it enough Thank y'all for being on time because those that show up a little bit later is going to miss out on what we're doing right now. So I always appreciate you showing up early. Uh, I want to just say this before we begin. Um, we're going to try our best to bring on the first interview, of uh, uh, a young man that I think y'all are going to really uh, enjoy talking to tonight or listening to. Hopefully y'all won't be shy and we'll press one and talk to him, talk back to him. Uh but he, uh, uh not only is Trayvon gonna be on, but his mom is gonna be on as well. And uh that is um uh, let me see here. I'll see I don't have my notes with me. But uh uh Tish Tish <laughs> see, I got a kinda good memory. But Tish is gonna be on uh kinda assisting her son just um and then you know as Natasha, Natasha uh Delonia but she's gonna be on tonight. Just kind of supporting a son, just like you would expect any good mom to do. I'm actually going to be interviewing Trayvon, but he invited his mom to join. So Tisha should be with us tonight. How about that? So you two for one on that interview, and that will be happening, hopefully, at about 8.30, about 8.30. We're going to try our best. And you all know how that goes sometimes. We're going to still try our best tonight. Or 9.15, we want to uh, – uh, we want to just welcome or give Mr. William, excuse me, what am I doing with his names? We're going to get, we want to give Melvin Douglas uh, the floor. to just say hello, stop by. It's one of our seniors, and I always like to uh, hear from our elders. So he'll be stopping by, just saying hi, nothing really long-winded, but just saying hi. So he'll be doing that a little later on, okay? So um, got got a show for you tonight, got quite a show for you tonight, Um I want to just uh, do one little thing. Well, let's see here. I think we have, Darlene, it's going to be possibly running a little late tonight. I don't see her yet, but I do think I see our guest in the house. Let me just go ahead and uh, just welcome our guest. We're going to come to them a little later on. But uh, area code 918-889, 918-889. I want to go ahead and bring you on the line. Who am I speaking with? This is Tish. Okay, Miss Tish, you see me mess up your name earlier, see? I'm the one getting nervous here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I see.
1: How are you, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Well, you want to tell everybody what they got coming a little bit after we bring y'all a little later on? Just tell them what they got coming, just give them a little sample, or just encourage them to listen, whatever. Yeah, well, my son,
2: Trayvon Cherry, um, is going to be talking about his um, football career that he's hoping to have, but
1: yeah. he's
2: currently in college playing at the moment.
1: Uh-huh. Right, right. And let me just go ahead and bring Trayvon on. He can uh, uh, kind of finish that statement. Uh, Mr. Uh, Trayvon Cherry, are you there? Area code 918813, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, I mainly I get to test y'all's lines make sure y'all on good lines. So you sound really good. And just tell everybody to li- uh, why they should listen to, in, a, in about another 20 minutes
3: of the interview. Um, I'm going to be talking about myself and about me being in college, playing football all my life. I dedicated myself to that. So it's just me. All right. That's
1: right, that's right. And so, y'all, I just want to open up y'all's line. Make sure you was there, so y'all in the house on time. I appreciate it. It looks like you guys got hooked up. So I'm going to come back to you a little later on in the show, all right? Okay. 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 So there you have it. Tish is in the house as well as Trayvon is in the house. And uh, y'all really should stop. Uh, uh, um, I must that Y'all really already stopping by. Y'all really should check out what they have to say later on. I'm kind of y'all haven't already y'all haven't already picked it up. I'm stalling a little bit, I'm waiting on on uh, Darlene, but I'm gonna go ahead on with the show. Uh, she said she may be a little late, so I'm gonna go ahead and go on with the show. I want to just remind everybody the Ed and Isabel Page is doing really good. I don't know what's happening. We're getting a lot of people posting, and that's good. Keep doing that, but we want you to um, uh, for whatever reason we got people posting. But we don't have that many people to, uh, that's, that's clicking and commenting. So we just want you to just click and uh, comment. If uh, you see your cousins, your family posting very good inspiration things, tell them uh, that's a good post. Or, you know, We're just trying to get the family talking to one another. But I must say that y'all are really um, getting to get different posts from different individuals. So I appreciate that. We appreciate that. Family, that's our, that's our headquarters, so to speak. The Ed Miserable page is the Douglas Kennedy family webpage, pretty much, okay? That's where we uh, put announcements at, job postings, anything we get of value to the family, we put there, and we're encouraging you to do the exact same thing, okay? I'm so serious about this. I I estimate there's over 3,000 family members That probably is on Facebook That's just my numbers It can be inflated But uh, I mean I've looked at quite a few things To get to that number And I'm telling you there's quite a few of us online So what we want to do is just continue to uh, Promote the page Tell friends about the uh, page Not just family but friends as well Uh, Post, continue to post But comment on the post And and that's pretty much all I'm going to say on that Okay uh, again, later on, folks, we're going to be talking about the African-American church This is not a night to bash the church This is not a night to bring up all the dirty laundry about the church This is a uh, time to put down the pastors that's kind of on the greedy side Which we know there's a lot going on with that but We want to talk about some of the good things that's going on in our church And like I say later on, Donald Jr. Shaw is going to be coming on with that And William B., myself, and maybe Gwen Burks We don't, Burks, we don't know yet Y'all got to forgive me with these names but anyway, we're going to be talking about the African American church. We're going to be hitting it hard and heavy. Some of the things we say may offend some of you because there's a lot going on in these churches that you probably are not proud of. But we got to bring it to the forefront. we got to bring it to the light because we need change. And we, we talk about these things not to put down the church, but to expose the enemy and hopefully uh, lift up Christ and uh, promote the kingdom and promote what is good going with the church. Because that's that's our most successful institution among Black people is the church. I mean, it is the it is the most powerful institution uh, there is. I'm talking about the overall church now, the big church, the giant church. Uh, you know, the church is a. We'll talk about it a little later on, but the church, folks, is the most powerful institution on the planet. And I'm going to tell you how that's so in a little bit. Okay. So right now it's 8.17, and like I say, we're going to try to our best to bring on this uh, Trayvon and Tish at 8.30. Uh, anybody on the phone lines that want to comment or any questions you may have a little later on, please feel free to press 1, and I must say this phone line is really lit up. I'm so glad to see you. All kind of area codes here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being early. We really appreciate that, okay? Um, Make sure I'm just checking out things as we go here. We talk about some birthdays a little later on. Uh, uh, let me do one other thing because this one, uh, tell you what, let's do something a little early here. I'm gonna go to the commercial. And we'll be right back, folks, okay? Let's just go to commercial. Vernon uh, a- Melton, which is my aunt, many of you know that, on the Ashley side, is going to be having a prayer breakfast. And um, this is a women's prayer breakfast, and uh, she's been talking about this for a while, and quite a few successful women is going to be there. Hopefully, you'll be there, uh, if you're a lady or a woman. Uh, hopefully, you'll be there. Uh, I'm going to play this. Just so you know who Verna is when you hear Verna, um Verna uh, Health Foundation, that's Verna May, uh, Azalee's uh, daughter, my aunt, that had a reunion in Texas, the last reunion we have for the Douglas family. So this is what you're about to hear, okay? Uh, so... Um, if I can get that up here, okay? So just if you've got a pencil handy, you might want to write some of this down because you might be wanting to attend this function that Vernon is going to have, all right? Anyway, here's the Burnham, uh Health Foundation prayer breakfast information.
0: Vernas Health Foundation and co-sponsor Sandra Clark Funeral Home present the second annual Women Empowerment Prayer Breakfast. Saturday, April 30th, 9 a.m. to 1 at Edison's, located at 1724 Cockrell Avenue. The most powerful and influential Dallas living legends will be honored. Dr. Alma Jewel Pryor, Dr. Donnie Breedlove, Dr. Karen Holly Thibodeau, Dr. Kathy Dudley, Carmen Garcia, Dr. Elba Garcia, Belinda Odom Gaston, Geraldine Tynesie Miller, Tommy Young West, and Norma Adams-Wade. You can purchase individual tickets at eventbrite.com or group tickets at Sandra Clark Funeral Home. Seating is limited. Get your tickets today. Everyone's invited to attend the second annual Women Empowerment Prayer Breakfast, April 30th, 9 a.m. at Edison's in Dallas. Sponsored by Verna's Health Foundation, co-sponsored by Sandra Clark Funeral Home, and endorsed by the Oak Cliff Baptist Ministers Union. For more information, call 214-932-1474. That's 214-932-1474.
1: Okay, we'll let that play in the background Again, you're listening to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network I'm Seth And um, uh, again, we have an exciting show lined up for you folks And I want to just go ahead and make a confession right now So everybody will know Your cousin Seth here is not doing very well Just came from the hospital not too long ago On another matter But uh, just not doing good overall So y'all keep me in your prayers tonight. this show tonight is a sacrifice it is a sacrifice, but we're going to pull it off with the help of the Father because I really want you all here, hear this young and I want you to uh, also uh, hear what Melvin had to say as well as talk about this very important topic about the church today, the church today. Um, so um, I want to go ahead and see, uh, do something a little out of, out of ordinary for me. I want to go ahead and go on with the interview. Darlene is not here. But she's running late. Really, we'll just have to she just have to catch up with us, okay? So I'm gonna first open up the line Tish. In fact, uh, Tish Erico nine one eight 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 nine. Tish you there? I'm here. Okay, I'm gonna do something a little different. Before I bring on Trayvon, I want you to talk about your son. Okay? So just okay. talk a little bit about Trayvon before he comes on. We didn't plan this, so sometimes these make the best shows, just ad libbing. But uh, before I bring him on And we ask the questions I want to just tell us about Trayvon And how proud I'm sure you are of him And and even your other children That may be listening And then we'll bring him on in about Five or six minutes, okay? Okay Well, Trayvon is
2: The oldest of four um, Of my children Uh, I'm very proud of him All of his accomplishments uh he's a freshman in college uh doing very well um he's overall a good kid, very good kid.
1: Okay. And you say he's the oldest of four, right? Yeah, oldest of four. Okay. Okay, okay. Now just, just for the record, who's the other kids? Their names, ages, and a little bit about them before we bring on Trayvon. Okay. Um, well, I have a
2: set of twins, uh, girl and boy, Montia and Montre Cherry.
1: Um, they're wow, seventeen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah. thinking. I was just <laughs> thinking. Aunt Robbie. Aunt Robbie's my aunt, and she was on not too long, and she said that. Uh, uh that our family is full of twins and I thought she was kinda kidding. She named a few but uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. the uh I tell you what, she was not uh kidding though. There's a lot of twins in the family. Since she made that comment I think I've I- heard about five more sets of twins, but go ahead. Yeah, I know there's a quite a bit. There's a few that
2: I know of. But what's their age um, of the twins? It- What's their ages? They're 17. They'll be 18 turning uh, May 1st. And my baby girl, she's 15. She'll be 16 in
1: July. And. Okay.
2: They're just. I'm I'm very okay. proud of all my all my kids. They're just wonderful kids. Now, wh- where where do you
1: live at? What wh- where are y'all at? What what city are y'all in?
2: We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: Okay. Okay. My, up there but with my Angie. son Trayvon, of course,
2: he's in Grambling, so he's in Louisiana.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We uh, are you up there with Angie. Angie's in Tulsa, also. Or, no, or, or actually, ain't she's, a, she's in, in, in Okeechobee. Yes, yeah, not far it, from it? here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't look at it the same, but you, you you're absolutely right that is a difference in city. Well, so you are proud of your yes. son, and uh, I'm I, again. I think want to thank you all for for coming on um, and uh, doing the show. A lot of people we asking for this, that, or uh, other reasons they are. Don't want to come on And I don't blame them Some of them are just shy And you don't have to come on family We can invite you to yeah. You do not have to come on You have the right to refuse us But I tell you what When you do come on Like Trey, Trayvon and Tish um, It's a blessing It is a blessing So I want to tell you Thank you Thank you Thank you So I'm going to go ahead And bring up some uh, Area code 918813 Trayvon are you there
3: What's up? I'm here.
1: All right, all right, young man. How you doing again?
3: I'm good. How you doing?
1: All right, all right. What did you think of your mama's uh, comments about you
3: just now? Uh, I just wanted to add that I was the, her best child. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. okay you don't get in trouble with your other siblings on that one. Well anyway I just want to thank want to thank you for Coming on and I want to go ahead And uh, uh, um, Ask you to uh, I guess your, your Mom probably already did this but go ahead And tell me how you related to Ed and Isabel we always ask Every single guest that question How you related to Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas please
3: Uh I am the grandson of
1: uh, Harold the II. Okay, okay. That's, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. That's Eulene's uh, son, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and Eulene is the daughter of M.B. Dugan. Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> Tisha, I got that right, right? Eulene uh, uh, is the daughter of M.B. Dugan. So yeah. y'all on yeah. y'all yeah. on the Dugan side of the family. Okay, I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning. Well, in, anyway, <laughs> I just want to... Huh? You know what? I think Darlene just might have... I was looking at the phone line here. Darlene, if that's you, I think this is your number here. Yep, that's her. Hold on one second, everybody. Uh, area code 51296. 5129- to, darling, are you there?
2: I'm
1: here. I'm here. Okay, uh, folks. and uh, I, I like told it. you, darling, hey, I told her, I told that you was probably running left. You had some things to do, but go ahead, darling, and say hi to the family as well as Tish and Trayvon. Tish and Trayvon, go ahead and say hi to everybody, please.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Hi, Tish. Uh, hi,
2: Trayvon. Hello. How are you? Mm-hmm. I am great. Just running a little late here. Oh.
1: Uh, that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay. I was just getting ready to uh, ask Trayvon the first question. And, uh, um, and uh, darling, by the way, I think you should have a copy of those questions that I sent them to you earlier. But, uh, Trayvon, uh, you mentioned how that you was related to the family, and that was you did a good job on that. So let's go on to the next question. Um Tell us a little bit about Trayvon, okay? Uh, Who is Trayvon? I mean, uh, many people are listening for the first time. And remember, you're not just listening to the Dugan side of the family. tonight. you have family members on Azalee's side. You have family members on uh, Addie's side of the family. Who are these people? These are uh, Ed and Isabel children, okay, and their descendants, all right? So you got uh, uncles who who we call funny boy side of the family listening uh you have uh, no I'm, I don't forgot somebody help me, darling. Uh you have uh um, Dosha side of the family listening. Uh you have uh I think I got uh, and of course how can I forget, Ennis Buddy side of the family listening as well. So, darling, if I forgot somebody I'm gonna put it on you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, so you got all these people listening tonight, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about who Trayvon is in your own words, please. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Trayvon, can you hear me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? You know what? I muted his line some kind of way. Okay, Trayvon listen. I accidentally muted your line some kind of way. You must have got, hold on, is he still? I think we lost Trayvon. Hold on, let me look for him. There we go. Trayvon, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay, I don't know what happened, but the phone line does that sometimes. Okay, so let's go back to question number two. Uh, Tell us a little bit about you in your own words. Who is Trayvon Cherry? Um,
3: I'm a kid born in Born from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just I love kicking and chilling with friends and family. And I dedicated my life to uh, being a student athlete, and uh, with football being my number one passion, I also played basketball and I ran track. And I'm also a real competitive video game player. (laughs) uh, (laughs) And I and I love shoes. I love shoes, I like to look good.
1: Okay. Yeah, you sound like you sound like a few young people I know on that on
3: those two. What kind of video games you like to play? Uh my favorite is Call of Duty. And I like uh I like Madden and two K NBA two K. Oh really? Do you compete online, you know, like with other people? Yes, I I play online all
1: the time. Oh, really? Cool. Cool. Well, let me ask you this. Um, what kind of music you like? Kind of What kind of artist you like? Name some artists you like.
3: That's kind of off the
1: grid, but I just want to know out of curiosity.
3: Um, my favorite rapper is a rapper from the 90s, Brother Lynch Hung. But from now, I like Future, Young Thug, Drake, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, people like that.
1: Okay, okay, all right. The popular ones, I got you. Uh, darling, did you get the list of questions? You, 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 did you get that?
2: Not for this week.
1: Okay, yeah, you check your email, I'll send it to you. But, because uh, uh, I want you, you, you can answer some of these if you like. Um, but I will go to number three, and that's the favorite pastime. Uh, what's, what favorite pastime, uh, Shavon? would you... What you uh, claim, I mean, what do you like to do um in your favorite I mean, you mentioned some things, I understand that, but kind of elaborate a little bit? What do you like when you have free time to yourself? Uh, uh, you when, I got got
3: free, to... when, I got free time, I like going outside, throwing the football all the time, and I sit uh I love uh hanging out with my girlfriend <laughs> okay, yeah, i I
2: knew I I knew you what was that? I said, yeah, true statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: what, what's your, okay, what's your girlfriend name? Why don't you give a shout
3: out to her? Uh, my girlfriend's name is Kennedy Robinson. Shout out to her. She is listening right now. Oh, cool,
1: cool. Well, maybe she'll come on the line and have enough whatever to push one and say hi to you. I know it's a little hard sometimes. Uh, A lot of people shy. Everybody don't do the radio thing. I understand that. But remember, family and friends listening, if y'all want to say something to Trayvon, if you want to have any questions or comments, remember to just press one and ask your question. We kind of have a three-minute limit, but if you want to talk a little longer, we won't hold you to it, okay? It's no big deal. Um, I'll go ahead with – now, hold on a second. It looks like somebody dropped. Erica913, Tisha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, that was Trayvon. His line drop. He's having trouble with that phone, like earlier. No, I'm here. Okay, well, well it says you drop. Okay, and anyway, that's that's blog talk. But he says it right here. It's clear as day. Nine one. Anyway, let's go to the next question. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Okay, what's your what are you go What are your goals, uh, Trayvon? I know you hit on it a little bit earlier. But uh, what other goals you have outside of football? I know that's your number one passion. You got that. But uh, just what are some of your goals? Going to Grambling and all. I'm, I'm sure you've got some other goals. Uh, what kind of other goals would you say If football don't work out, let's say? Yeah, and it uh, will, by the way. And we'll speak that that it my, will. We'll, we'll
3: put that out there. My main goal is to be a successful man in life. So overall you know, I study kinesiology right now, I want to be a physical therapist so okay after after college, I already want to do
1: that okay and okay. my- and my daughter's majoring in that very field what who who do you want to do it with like uh at the hospital on athletes uh I mean, of course, remember this is going to be um in addition to football- so just, well what do you want kinesiology to take you?
3: I really it's either like being a physical therapist or being like a sports trainer. I really would like to do like stay in sports, but I'm really open to anything if anything comes comes up along those lines. i got you I understand. Okay,
1: um, I've, I've been, I've been, this is a question I personally have for you, so this is going to be very interesting to me. What got you interested in football? I mean, I've been kind of studying you a little bit, and you're pretty good at this. You're pretty good at quarterbacking. You're pretty good at doing what you do. What got you interested in football, and especially in your position quarterback? You know, that's a very rough uh, – you have to be very smart to play quarterback, so, I mean, it's not easy. So what made you excel in that, and well, what got you interested in in the first place?
3: man I think going all the way back to I was a baby it all started with my dad my dad he used to he told me he used to play football with me on the, on the bed he'd tackle me when I was a baby and stuff and then like mm. I, start, I started I started football when I was in second grade I started that's when I started tackle football and my first, so my my first was position was at my my first position was actually being a quarterback. My dad never knew what uh, position I was gonna play, but I just tried to. I just wanted to be the best player on the team, so playing quarterback was like the position that I wanted to, and I just excelled at it. And then later on, in, later on, as it went, I just kept playing. I, I played quarterback every year, and then my dad ended up giving me a quarterback coach when I was in like seventh, eighth grade. And I just kept getting better and better as I went on. Okay. So you were able to
1: get a quarterback coach to kind of help you along. Okay. And this was in the Oklahoma area? Did you yes, play, sir. Your, 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 okay, cool. So you I played, played, I played Oklahoma
3: ball. I played I played in Oklahoma. And then uh, from my, like, i say, third to sixth grade, I played in California. We lived in California yeah. in Los, Los Angeles and Palmdale. From, like, 2003 to 2009. Uh-oh. And that's, that's both those
1: markets are good. But California, you know, there's an argument about who's got the best football players, Texas, California, Florida, and probably coming in fourth is a little state called Ohio. They'd be swinging up in Ohio. But Oklahoma is right in the mix, too. So you've got a, you got a chance to go up and get some of the Oklahoma ball. I'll see you. I see you. I feel you. Well, Ms. Tish, jump in anytime you want, anytime you want. And again, I'm looking at the phone lines, folks. Uh, this is the Douglas Kansas Family Friends Network. Uh, those of you on the phone lines with any questions, comments for our guests, press 1. Press 1. Don't be shy tonight. You're listening to Trayvon Cherry and his mom, Tish, and uh, they're just kind of hanging out with us, letting us know what's going on with this young man who attends Grambling. I'm gonna let him talk about that now. Okay. Um, well, before we talk about grandma, what were some of your favorite moments in your earlier years? Some of your favorite moments in your earlier years, your Pee Wee years. Give me some good experiences you had in the Pee Wee years. Uh.
3: Well, well, the earliest Pee Wee years. My my number one moment was uh, my first game I ever played. I played linebacker also. And I had hurt the quarterback in my first game ever, and then that's when Whoa. that's when my dad that's when my dad knew that I was gonna be a real deal football player. <laughs> okay, wow, wow, and then uh wow. then like my, no, first, my that... first my first year playing my first year playing I I used to I like average like five touchdowns a game and like. My uncle. My uncle oh, hold, hold
1: on Hold on, hold on, wait 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 a minute, wait a minute.
3: You said how mm-hmm. many
1: touchdowns a game?
4: Like five <laughs> or six. Is that yeah.
2: true? Is that true, Tish? What yes, that's true. That's throwing um past touchdowns and Chabon, um,
3: what what age was you when? I started I started in second grade. But then like as I as I was playing in little league, my team was always like the, the only team that ever threw the ball because nobody else had a like a, a little boy that like could throw like me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, wow. they call
2: him the Ice Man.
1: Really, that is good. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a little bit of experience with those Pee Wee years, and I'm telling you, it's nothing like them. Any father that's able to spend time with his kid. His son in Pee Wee League. Oh, that's that's the life right there. I'm not saying football is everything, but I really enjoyed the, those Pee Wee games. Getting up early, my son, you and him have a lot in common. But it's not about him tonight. It's about you, Trayvon. Again, I'm at the phone lines, family and friends. I don't see anybody with their hands up, a question. And don't y'all start talking when we get out when we start about to run out of time. Now, uh, that seems to happen every week, but that's okay, darling. You have any questions for Trayvon or Tish? I do. Uh,
2: Trayvon, tell me, uh, did you play against Preview this past
3: year? Actually, I mean, we we played against them, but I I didn't actually get in the game because I was supposed to get in the game in the third quarter. But then, like, right before uh, halftime, they started to come back. And, like, they were down, like, one touchdown, I think, or something like that. So I never got to get in that game. But we ended up being like 70 something to 50 something. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. but I, I, so you should but at, at the moment you at should the moment be, right now. At the moment right ahead. now I am the uh the, the starting quarterback. So this year I should be I should be able to play against Prairie View in uh in Dallas this year. Okay. Just okay. yeah, you would tell you were telling me there was some games
1: uh, where they, were, I think they lost the game, but Trayvon was the only one that scored. Why don't you tell me about that? Yeah. They, what what game was that? Cal State?
3: No, that was the first, that was the first was game it? of the season against, against yeah. Cal Berkey and Jer- Jared Goffville.
2: Yeah. Well, he didn't actually uh, run the, the touchdowns in, but he was the
1: cause of the touchdowns. I threw a touchdown
2: pass.
1: (laughs) That's (laughs) major. That's major. Might as well treat him like like all these other quarterbacks that get the credit when they didn't even catch the ball. They just throw it like the Tom Brady's of the world. But anyway. That was his first first
2: college game, actually.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: How long was the touchdown pass? Uh, The touchdown pass was only like Eight to ten yards, but I but that whole drive before the touchdown pass, I was like completing passes on. Wow! So y'all days. drove
1: down. The, you drove them down the field. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Well, I know a lot of y'all don't know about football. Some of y'all family members don't know what we're talking about. So just uh, for you that don't understand what we're talking about, just look at the spirit behind. <laughs> The young man, the, the 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 staying with the football and um, the accolades and, and being like he says, starter now. He's a freshman and he's gonna be starting that's major right there. Uh what and uh what's the name of the high school you come out of, Jayvon? I played
3: at East
1: Central High
3: School.
1: East Central, East Central for those that uh, don't know that, I didn't know that one. Okay, so let's go on to question number. Let's talk about the grammar uh, years now. Uh, of course, you're a freshman at grammar. How is it like being a freshman at a, a school so popular? And this is a historic black college. Uh, you, you get points for that. I, I, I have high respect. We even talked about that on this show once about historical black colleges. Didn't we, darling, we talked a little bit about that, right? We did. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. uh, being in Grandma probably, if not the most famous of the historical Black colleges, one of them. How does it feel to be there and, and just just going through all of the? I'm sure it's like a whirlwind, right?
3: Yeah. First off, it's, it's like it's weird because coming all the way from Oklahoma, all the way to Louisiana, I had to adapt to a different lifestyle. Everybody down here is kind of different. But um uh, so What much, do you mean so by much, different? Like they talk different. They just the they accent. Yeah. So I just had to adapt to different di- different things in the lifestyle down here.
0: But uh Right.
3: It's so it's so much history in the school, like with Eddie Robinson as the uh the most winning uh football coach in in college. And just other things like it's, it's a lot of famous people that that uh that walked on these same grounds that I walk on I'm walking on right now. So we wow. learn we learn about we learn about so many people like all the time, and
5: it just it, it, it's it's cool to be here.
1: Yeah, well, it's cool to know you there. How about that? It's cool <laughs> to know that family is there. And uh, we're proud of you, just know that Honestly, I don't even know you that well Just met you, but it's just good to know that Young people is in First of all, being a black male You know the whole story, I'm not going to talk about it But uh, it's a challenge To to, to be where you're at Let's just say that Um, And so, and then to have your head on like You got a good head on your shoulders So I applaud you, I really do, I really do Um, uh, I'm going to ask you this a little bit more on that life at college at Um uh, How is there a lot of distractions? I'm just going to go there. Is there a lot of distractions? <laughs> uh Yeah,
3: it is a lot of distractions. <laughs> because really, really, really every day there's something going on on campus. Like, even during the day and they have something along like this This place that we call a yard that's by the cafe. It just so much that going on, on campus, campus that you could you could get sidetracked all the time, and there's so many parties and stuff that goes on. And like you know, I'm with I'm with my own time with the with the black and Everybody love the party. <laughs> wow,
1: yeah, I bet, I bet, yeah. And uh, how is it learning the whole football thing? I would think that you it's gonna be hard for you because you got to learn all those plays. See, quarterbacking. For those of you that don't know a lot about football, they have to know a lot about the team. They have to have command in the locker room. They have to be a leader. So it's not just a matter of running football, just picking football and running. I mean, they, they have to be a leader, and that that means a lot. So how do you mm-hmm. uh, juggle juggle being a leader in the locker room? Lead it on the on the on the field, having the the skills. Then you got to remember all the plays. Then you got to read the defense, see what the defense gonna do. I know a little bit about this, so how do you do all that and keep your your grace and 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 uh, I'm sure all those distractions away from you. I just don't know if I was your age if I'd be able to do that. To to be
3: honest with you, how you do it, uh, man, it's a lot. But like, just with football, it's a whole lot. Like, I don't think, since I've been here at this school, I don't think it, it hasn't been one day that I haven't seen the football complex yet. And, and, like, with school, we have, like, study hall every day for hours. So I I try to get homework done inside study hall. If I don't get done in there, I just do it on my own time or whatever. And I just I try to get as much help as I can because we do have, like, we – we to think of a lot of our time with us traveling, you know, all that every week, and then working out. We 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 get up at like five o'clock every morning. And we're, and Are we're you up serious? Place. Yeah. Five? Wow. Every morning. What time you get to bed? Oh. I mean, really get to bed. Man, I will probably get to bed every day, probably about one. And we get up, we get up about five, six every morning. It was some some days during spring training we were getting up at three or four in the morning, and then after doing that, you still got class to go to at eight. So it's just like you just gotta get used to it. Now
1: Tish, what do you think of that? How do you yeah. think he able to do it? That's that's pretty hard. I know I wouldn't be able to make it a day on that kind of schedule. Yeah. What
2: are you well, of? I he's making sure he's taking a nap like in the middle of the day when he has time off because uh, uh, they normally okay. have like a couple hours to themselves like in the afternoon. So. Well,
3: example of today, <laughs> I had class. <laughs> I, I did so much today, and then uh, I could only get like a twenty-minute nap today, and then I had a four o'clock. Quarterback meeting, so that that just tells you about my life.
1: Well, well, well what's a four, to 4 o'clock quarterback meeting? What is that?
3: Well, we had a quarterback meeting at uh, 4 o'clock where we watched film. We literally watch film every day, and we're working out every day and doing different things. Wow,
1: wow. This is very interesting. I must say I'm learning a lot about um, – Kind of have some ideas of this, but I'm sure some people listening don't know anything about football. They tripping out on that having to get up three sometime at five o'clock in the morning. Well, anyway, so, and
2: can I just kind of ad lib on uh, right, the play, the play calling and stuff? Um, there were times right when when Trayvon was like, how old? Maybe like eight or nine, ten years old. His coach had so much faith in him that he would allow Trey to call play on his own as he as he seemed fit as the defense was set up.
1: Wow. Now that's impressive. There was
2: a few times he that has happened.
1: What do you think of that darling? That's pretty good, huh? That's real good. Real good. Yeah, I mean, that's something you don't learn until later on about reading defenses. Now, I've been looking at football mm-hmm. all my life, and I can read some defenses, but I don't know that I would always know what play to employ based upon that defense. Very good. Yes, I must say. He put a lot of trust must, in
2: him.
1: Yes. That, well, I must say that's really, really impressive. Now, let me ask you this. Um... Uh, I want to move ahead to the next question, and I want you to go through a typical pre-game uh activities. like, what do you do before the game? You know, like, um, what do they have you all doing? Give me a typical day, a game day, what you do before the game, and some of the activities after the game. Like, uh, not only the physical activities, but what kind of mindset you prepare yourself that's kind of a loaded question, so let me let me break it up because it's kind of a loaded question. Let me ask it in two parts. Mentally, how do you prepare for the pregame? Let's just talk about that, and then we'll talk about what kind of other things they do prior to the game. But pregame mentality, what do you have to tell yourself before games and during the games, and et cetera? Sure, uh
3: Well, first is it, it start from the night before the game where you get your rest. And then I I wake up every morning. We have a, we have a wake up call at seven a.m. on on game days, and I get up. I pray first, and then I just Uh-oh. and then we have and then we have breakfast, and then we we just go on from there. Like after breakfast, uh, the team arrives to the to the football. Well, first we have we have uh we have breakfast, and then we have church as a team, and then. After that oh, we we'll really? have, we'll have like we we'll have offensive defensive meetings. It's like you have meetings really every day. And then we we'll, after after the meetings we'll have walk-through. and then after the walkthrough that's when we'll go to like the football stadium and then that from there on I have my music in my ears. I, I'm always having my music in my ears and then just focusing on on the game and on the, uh, what I've been learning all week about the defense that we're facing, and then uh, most importantly, I, I I just think about like why I play the game and who I play it for and what's my goals in the future. I just try to give it all I got every every Saturday, every Friday that I did play in high school. I just wow. But well, well
1: let's share let's share a little bit of what I'm. Hold on, hold on. I'm jumping in. So you just opened up a can of worms there. Why do you play the game? Say that again. Who you play it for and why do you play I like that. Why don't you share a little bit of that before I ask the second part to that question. Who do you play, play the game play for and why do
3: you play it? I play the game because I love it. Like, I've been loving this since I was three, four years old when I was growing up watching Reggie Bush being my favorite player. And then...
0: Uh, who I
3: okay. play it for? I play it, I play it for my mom, I play it for my dad, I play it for my grandparents, I play it for for my family to be proud of me and be happy for of me having success. Well well
1: more than the family you know of is probably here tonight and they are happy for your success. I, I can speak for myself on that, okay? It's just a it's it's really a Fair. good good yeah, it's good talking to you. Darling, you have anything you wanna ask him? Anything? Um, Actually, i I tell you what. While you're thinking, let me ask him the second part to that question. You went through the mental pregame, uh, and, I, and I loved it. I loved that. That's what I wanted to hear. Let's talk about some of the things the coach have y'all doing prior to the game. Y'all Are y'all secluded from everybody else? I mean, what kind of pregame type of rituals the coach have you doing, if you can think of anything like that? You know, something different oh, yeah. that y'all do. So um,
3: I mean, we of course, like before the game, we can't see anybody. We only see the team and the, and the trainers and all that. And I get, I always try to get a, a stretch by our team trainers before the game because I don't I want to like, I want to, I want to be, I want to be right, stretched right, so I don't pull anything or mess anything up, anything that I can control. And then uh, my own, my own pregame ritual, like. I, I still wear the same socks under uh, under my uh, my top socks that I've been wearing since tenth grade. Really? Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, my everybody.
4: My <laughs> I heard somebody
1: year. laughing. Hold on, hold on. I heard somebody <laughs> laughing. But you know what? In football, a lot of people do stuff like that. A lot of them do that. It's a lot of different rituals people have. You'd be you'd be surprised, you know with these. And a lot of I'm talking about grown men, players in their 20s and 30s. They got all kind of little odd things they they kept
3: from high school and sometimes even elementary. Go ahead. Um, when well, my 10th grade year, I came out and started as a sophomore on the high on a high school varsity team, and we went 13 and 0, and we went to state championship, but we lost. But I still feel like they're my lucky socks. I feel blessed to even like have a season like that to even make it to the state championship. So I still wear the socks under under uh, my top socks every game.
1: Now, what year was that? Oh, uh, it's 2012. Yeah, I went to state.
2: Baby, you that say they good. not washed?
1: Man, I <laughs> wash them every. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. you wouldn't be concerned about that you no I'm sure he ain't gonna get by with that the team and let him know about that one uh, Tish, I'm pretty yeah. sure <laughs> darling any other thing before I ask my next question here okay
2: um, do they still play the game in, in, um if I'm asking stupid questions I'm sorry in New Orleans the Friday after
3: Thanksgiving oh yeah we don't get we don't get to go home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> we we with the, we're with the team on Thanksgiving. We have a Thanksgiving meal and we have the Bayou Classic that's Saturday after Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, it's not Friday, it's Saturday. Okay.
3: How tall are you? I'm six foot. Okay. I got I've got a question,
1: darling, why you give me the next one?
4: Uh, Don't you hate?
1: Do you ever hate not being able to see the halftime? Because that's what Grambling is known for. I mean, they're known for football too. Yes, they are. But their most famous trademark is the band, the
3: halftime entertainment. Do
1: you ever hate the fact that
3: you can't watch them? Yeah, I hate that every game. Because like, I know, I know our band is so good, and uh-huh. I always want to see. I always want to see our band play and like. A few times I've seen when my mom them have uh, recorded them, but one time I did get to see them is was in when we played in New Orleans uh, for Biden Classic, and we we watched it uh, halftime. We watched it on the TV in the in the locker room because we played in the same Superdome.
1: Oh wow, yeah, they they are known for that. That's the one thing I'm. Um... I look forward to seeing every time. Every time, a lot of uh, co- uh, a lot of uh, colleges have copied. Uh, you know, they've jumped on the bandwagon, but Grandma was first for that. That's their trademark. That's their trademark. Go ahead, darling. I just have to ask that one. No, that was it. I
2: at least we we'll know somewhere close is Dallas and and um, New Orleans. That we we'll get a chance to come see you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. God willing, I sure would love to do that. That's, she's absolutely right. Uh, Tish, you got anything to say? We've been you've been sitting back, kind of listening. Anything you want to add, living folks? I'm looking at the phone lines again. You listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. Uh, we have friends and family on the line tonight. Anybody with questions or comments, it can be something really quick. Uh, press one on the phone while I'm looking because I don't always look at the phone lines. We got so many calls. I have to stroll up and down. This was kind of like it was last week. So again, if you have any questions or comments, press one now while I can see. You. I don't want y'all to get upset because once you know we get to talking, and I don't stroll and I don't see it. But I'm enjoying this. I really am enjoying this. And uh, uh, I know I was asking tissue, Did you have anything else to say or comments? Uh, anything?
2: No, well, I just want to say thank you for having us on, showing interest in my son, and I just want to say hello, family, everyone that's listening.
1: Well, we got a few more questions. We not let you. We're not gonna let y'all go just yet, if you don't mind. We almost <laughs> done though, but uh, I really did not. <laughs> we just got a few more. Uh, uh, right now, I want to uh, switch gears. Somebody's laughing at me. There, that's okay. Um, I was laughing. He thought we were done. <laughs> no, we are almost done. Actually, we only got two. I want you to give final words, but I want to uh, ask who helped you the most on your journey. On your journey, I couldn't. I couldn't let you go without asking. Asking this question, who helped you the most, and. Uh, Final words uh, To your Listening Your new cousins That you're Finding out tonight about Again We're like a tree Like I told you earlier When I talked to you Over the phone That we're like a tree With like seven branches And Your side of the family The Dugan side of the family Is just one branch There's like six other branches Full of people And um, Some of them Are listening tonight I can tell you right now We got our mixture Of phone numbers, not just in one area. We got California calls, Texas calls, I don't know all these area codes. I mean all kinda of area calls listening tonight. Nine one eight. We got private numbers, seven six oh nine seven nine two five four eight oh five eight one seven five one two five five nine eight 817 512 four eight. Just a lot of phone numbers. We got all kinda of families listening tonight. And they sometimes do like they're doing and just sit back and listen and prefer to not ask questions so they're being entertained. And I want to thank you uh, 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 again for accepting this interview. So let's go ahead and uh, answer those last two questions. Who helped you the most on your journey?
4: Uh,
3: I got three people that helped me the most was my dad, my mom, and my girlfriend. (laughs) My mom, she always been like one of my biggest fans. And now she has now she has competition with my girlfriend. They they're both of my biggest fans. And oh lord. They always been they always <laughs> been there for me. <laughs> they always been there for me. And my dad is my dad is my biggest like one of my biggest motivators. Like he he even got me through the mud, like, through everything. Yeah. He okay. Been, my dad My dad had me at times outside working out at 2 in the morning at night time, just sweating and stuff. So, I mean, wow. Man, you sound so much like me. Oh my goodness.
1: How do your dad dodge all those neighbors? I'm telling you, in Ohio, I used to do that with my son. I used to tell him you have to be three times better. So, when all the other little boys would go home from practice, I would get my son because we had all these politics. I'm sure you understand what I mean by sideline politics of coaches trying to play their son. I'm talking about this peewee League. So I would get Josiah, and uh, and I did make him about three times, but he threw the ball so well till the guys on the sideline would be yelling at the coach. And that was our goal to get the sideline to yelling for my son. Then he would plan because he, was, he would plan, but he would not always always pick his son and his relatives to be the to you know the shining the light. So I applaud your father for being there and for working on you and doing that extra that extra work after everybody else has went home. That is really something. So you're very, very blessed to have it. Okay, I look like we got a question. I, I hope they didn't hope they just pressed their hand just press one. Um this, this may be William B. Just signing on early for the show tonight, but let's see. Erico, 210-653, uh, do you have a question or comment for our guest?
6: Right, I, I certainly do. I, I appreciate uh, the young man's comment and his skills, uh, athletically and such, but I have a couple of questions, I guess. One being, uh, what's his fallback okay, hold position? Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold okay. on, William, because he uh, don't know who you are, so go in there and okay. know how you're related to <laughs>
6: Okay, I'm not related directly, but I did marry uh Ennis Buddy Douglas daughter, uh Emma Jewel Douglas. So therefore I was uh been a part of the family since nineteen sixty four as a result of that marriage.
1: And Emma Jewel is, is uh the daughter of Ennis Buddy and Ennis Buddy is the son of Ed and Isabel. I just thought I'd just share that with him. Okay. We're getting to know All each right. other. But go ahead. We're always good to hear from you. Go
6: ahead. All right. Well, it's kind of a two-part situation. I was wondering, uh, what's your fallback position, assuming that the sports situation doesn't pan out for you and sound like it may very well pan out. But if it doesn't, uh, what's your fallback position? And secondly, uh, the skills and such that you're using in sports, uh, explain to me how you believe that they can be useful for you uh, in your life as well. Well,
3: my father saying "Well, I'm at grandmother's stay right now, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I study kinesiology,
4: right.
3: Uh I'm a sports management uh, concentration, but I want to be a, a physical physical therapist or a sports mm-hmm. trainer." Okay. And and uh, I already I already have plans on by my junior year, uh, doing interns and stuff like, like that. So I, so I'll be ready by the time I graduate and get my degree. All right. Good. And then, uh, the skills in football that will help me is like me being a quarterback. I always been a leader. So I, I always know how to lead and never follow. And using like, and I'm a, a Bringing back to being a quarterback, I, I have to be a quick thinker always. Yeah. So I have to think quick on mm-hmm. any situation in my life mm-hmm. that I do. All right. And, and just come up with a uh, conclusion.
6: Very, very good. Uh, good answers. Good luck to you.
3: Thank you.
1: Yes, yes, William, and and folks, just so everybody know, William, before you run, so everybody know, this is the special guest we're going to have later on when we talk about the African American Church, folks. Just wanted y'all mm-hmm. know to know that's William B. He'll be coming a little later on. Thanks, William, for that question, though. You're
6: quite welcome.
1: A very good question. Kind of loaded there, but I thought you handled yourself very well, Mr. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got a, we got another question on the uh, on the floor, Erico eight one seven. That's Texas three five three. Go ahead with your. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead with your question or your uh, your comment.
2: I have a comment. Hello, family. Trayvon, your mom said Darlene. Hello, family. Hello. <laughs>
7: hi, hello. Hi, how you doing?
2: I'm Donna. I'm Irene's daughter. As my grandmother, my mother's mother, and I'm Seth's oldest sister. I just want to say that I am really proud to hear your accomplishments and more than anything, all the good work your mom and dad has put into you. And I know when your dad was making you work like that, Probably was tired, but he saw the, the, the goals and all the talents she had, and he knew he could pull that out, and he did it. So I know Mom is proud. I'm just going to leave a little quote of Scripture, and it says, For I know the plans, pray, vine, that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future, Now, we always talk about Black History Month, but black history, we know, is your American history. So, Mr. Trayvon, I want you to continue to tell your story, because that's what history is. It's his story. So, tell your story and continue (laughs) to make the family proud. I'm sitting here looking at a tree in my living room, and it has all these branches and leaves. And you know what? I actually see... My family, and it's amazing. I just never really look at a tree like that, but I'm sitting looking, and I'm putting y'all names in places. It's amazing. And I thank God for family. Let me
1: continue to keep up the good work, okay? Thank you. I thank will. you. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Oh, very good words, Donna. I like that. She's looking at a tree, and she's right. We're like a tree with many branches. And I know you can't comprehend all the names. She said, "Azalee, William B. came on. We and he's from the. He married someone from the. And his buddy's side. But one day, I tell you where you can. If you're interested, Trayvon and Tish. If anybody listening, because I know we got new callers that never heard the show before. But go on the Ed and Isabel Page. If you go to my page, I'm Seth Turner. Or go to Trayvon's page. I'm his friend. And and by that you'll find me, and then I am a part of the Ed and Isabel page, Ed and Isabel Candy Douglas page. You will see these trees that, kind of like Donna was talking about, where we actually sit down and, and wrote names, and you'll see how your your tree developed and how what how we related. Okay. So, uh, darling, do you have any questions or comments for uh, Tish or Trayvon? Okay, can we um,
2: place his schedule on the Ed and Isabella page?
1: Oh yeah. If well, that's is that okay with
3: you? <laughs> oh, is yeah. that okay with I was, you, Trayvon? Yeah, I, I'll be sure to uh, send you a picture of my schedule, and uh, I, I hope everybody can come out and see me play, so I can meet everybody. Yeah, well, you've been starting
1: quarterback for Grambling is as a freshman. Still trying to wrap my mind around that. It's a lot of freshmen doing now. Don't get me wrong. But that's a very hard task. So that tells me you're doing your thing. I mean, you, even if you're getting any playing time as a freshman in college, that's pretty good because normally they sit them down, they redshirt them. And so if they want you on the field and then you're scoring and, it's really good and really impressive. So like William B. said, you know, you have other skills going on there. Keep that up. Keep that up. I don't know what else to say other than ask you the last question, and that is what is your final words to your cousins, your new cousins on all sides? I don't think I asked you that. Uh, what is your final words? And, Tish, I'm going to let you have final words as well. Matter of fact, let's mix it up. Tish, why don't you have final words? To uh, all of the family that's listening all over, again, we got Kansas, Florida, Texas, California, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma City, and I know I'm missing one, so y'all don't get upset if I am. But, Tish, what is your final words to all these new family members that may hear of your son interview?
2: Yeah, I know we have a pretty good big family and I hope to meet everyone one day and hopefully if you're in the area or have the time or can do a little traveling and can catch a game or two um, that will be very much appreciated and once again thanks for having us on and I look forward to meeting everyone
1: beautiful beautiful Okay, Mr. Trayvon, last words, please, to your family, cousins, friends. And I'm going to look at the phone line one more time, because after Trayvon make his last comments, we're going to wrap this portion of show up and, and look for Mr. Melvin. To, uh, and Melvin, if you're in the house, Melvin Douglas, go ahead and press one on the phone lines where we'll see you. Again, Melvin Douglas, if you are in the house, press one where we can see you now. Otherwise, let me just... Uh, it's okay. Uh, let me go ahead and ask you, uh, Trayvon, the last question. Final words to your cousins? Uh, is there any final words to your cousins uh, and family? Um, any final words? Um,
3: man, I love meeting new family. I love hanging out with family. I hope that I can meet any any of my family. And I just thank y'all for listening and. Thank you for having me on the show, and uh, I hope everybody can follow me on Facebook if you got Facebook, T-R-E, apostrophe, V-O-N, Cherry, last name, C-H-E-R-R-Y. All right, all right.
1: Well, let me uh, let me do this before I go. I know that uh, you're related to this next gentleman that's going to be coming on, Melvin. So I want to bring him on the line. He may want to say hi to you or not, because it's time for us to talk with him. So let's just do this. Y'all heard of Melvin, right? Yes, I know Uncle
7: Melvin. Uncle, Uncle
1: Mel, your Uncle Melvin. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Erico eight one six five six one. Melvin, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, you're on the air. Go ahead and uh, say hi to everybody, if you don't mind. Well, family,
8: uh, I'd like to say hi to you. Like he well, said, hello. My, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, like you he said, my name is Melvin Douglas. I'm Dugan Douglas' son, uh, the second oldest uh, a boy in the Douglas family. Uh, and, uh, of course, he had 12 kids and uh I'm delighted to be on tonight uh, first time so uh kind of excited a little nervous but uh, <laughs> uh but uh yeah uh what do you uh y'all have any questions for me or uh, you just want uh, yeah we
1: we we do we do, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye I just wanted you to say hi to tish and uh trayvon. I just want you to say hi to them, and then we're going to go ahead and wave them off. Uh, they did a wonderful job, I thought. So you think so, Darlene? Yes. Darlene? Yes? I said, do you sorry, think dude. they did a good job tonight? Oh, of course. They did
2: a great job. I'm sorry. My computer's acting up. Well, anyway, um, I just thought they
1: did a good job, and I wanted you to say uh, hi to Melvin, you know, uh, since y'all are the same family line. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and Tish, I know y'all may have some things you're obligated to do tonight. If you're able to keep listening, great. You can press one. Once I put you on hold, go ahead and press one, and your hand will go down. Uh, also, uh, Trayvon, same thing. When I p- put you guys on hold, press one and your hand to go down because y'all may want to come back and comment later on. But uh, at least Melvin got to say hello to y'all, and I'm going to go ahead and, and um, uh, put y'all on hold. But thank you again for tonight. I thought y'all did a really good job. Really good job. You didn't seem nervous at all. Yeah. <laughs>
2: thank you. A, a bit, like Uncle Melvin said, a little bit nervous, but I think I'm a, a lot a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, you did really good It, 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 it Trayvon, <laughs> it was you great. It was great thank Yeah, you. Trayvon, you You're really good with the media So just continue to keep up the good work Like Donna was saying earlier, okay Yes, sir All right, well, I'm going to go ahead And read their lines, and again uh, I thought it was a very good interview So uh, Tish and Trayvon I will talk with y'all later If you want to keep listening, it'll be great Okay, thank you uh, you're welcome All right. And uh, Melvin your line is open now uh, Still open And what I'd like to do real quick If you don't mind if you can just hold on Melvin I'm going to have Darlene Because she was uh, running a little late tonight She has something that came up And we always do the birthdays And I want her to just It's going to It's gonna happen really quick She's going to go through the birthdays for this month And then we're going to uh, just play one other little clip And we'll be right back with you okay Alright Alright and that's the one and only Melvin Douglas. And uh, I always have heard really good things about him from just various people on the, uh, on uh, not just the Dugan side of the family, really, just a highly respected man. And I uh, like to have on our elders and especially males. I mean, I know some uh, may sound a little sexy, but I love hearing strong men in this family. And he's one of them. So we're going to come with him a little later. But, darling, I wanted to, Go ahead and do the birthdays if you don't mind, because we just started a new month and I want to do that. Are you ready for that? I am. Okay, folks. Um, We want to acknowledge those that have birthdays in the month of uh, April. So here we go. Okay.
2: Alicia Allen Booker, April the 5th.
6: Happy birthday.
2: Calvin Spain, Calvin Spain Calvin April the seventh
1: well, I know he had a Margaret
2: time. Margaret Stan Turner which is also Calvin's sister April the seventh okay. Tanya Mac, Tanya
1: Ah, uh, that's my sister. sister
2: April the 8th, April April 8th Thelma Douglas April the ninth, Well
1: Smith Okay that's Donna's son That was just on April the 10th
2: Damaris Turner April the 15th yeah, And that's your brother's up. son Absolutely. Yvonne Williams, April the 26th. And listen to this. My brother's name is Kirk Melvin Douglas. And his birthday is April the 24th. And he looks a lot like Cousin Melvin. Okay. Oh, really? We have, uh huh. We have Anna, Anna Drew. Which is both for Cassandra's grandkids Cassandra's granddaughter and, No, I'm wrong Cassandra's granddaughter Anna is April the 8th And she shares a birthday With her brother With Cassandra's brother April the 18th
1: mm, They were just on last week Okay
2: Right And here's a Cassandra. Caleb Which is Caleb Which is Cassandra's grandson And son of her son, Terry, it's Caleb. I don't have a last name, but uh, Caleb spelled with a K, April the 14th. And Madison, April the 24th, which is also Cassandra's granddaughter and Terry's daughter. I have uh, Pierre Moore, which is out of Aunt Eddie's. Family Felicia Hogan and Brianna Freeman, which is April the 9th. Felicia Hogan is April the 16th. I didn't say that. Okay, and okay, and that's what I have for April.
1: Wow, well, happy birthday if it's if, if it coming up soon, and happy lady if it's fast. And uh, we just don't want to miss that. So uh, there you have it, folks, the April birthdays. All right, well, we won't waste any more time. Thank you, darling. You always do a good job with that. Uh, Like I said earlier, folks, Melvin Douglas stopped by to say hi. This is not really a long interview. He don't have that much time. He's a very busy man, but he just thought he would spend 10 or 15 minutes with us just kind of hanging out with us. And I told him uh, I was glad he took the uh, invitation. Uh, so I'm going to go to the phone lines and uh, open it back up, 816-561-Melvin. Are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank you for stopping by and saying hi to the family. And uh, just uh, what do you think of what you heard so far, Melvin? Because I know you listen quite often I hear. So what do you think of this show so far? You'd be one that we could give a good critique on us, a critique on, you'd be a good critic for us.
8: Okay. No, I think the show is very nice. Uh, I, I like the different uh, different things that you're doing, you know, the different interviews. Uh, you you seem to get a real good selection of people to come on. Uh,
1: yeah. We thought we'd young tonight.
8: Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, and a few weeks ago, uh, I didn't happen to hear it for the last couple of weeks, but a few weeks ago uh, I heard uh, Salah. Salai was on here, the the, the young model, and uh, I really enjoyed that show. But I've enjoyed most of your shows, though. Uh, They've been
1: really nice. Uh, Really important. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, again, it's good to have you on the show. And uh, I I, I want to always try to have on as many seniors, and uh, I call them leaders in this family, and like I said earlier, they kind of like celebrities. they really are we gotta and they should be like celebrities to us because this is our eyes to the future. Uh, I'm talking about those that's living righteous now. I'm talking about righteous uh good old fashioned living. they can be eyes to generations they can they can they can they can be like prophets, if you will, kind of help the young people and give advice. Our older people really bothers me that, that we don't hear that, that much wisdom from them in these churches. All these churches with these young pastors and young deacons, I can't get with it. I love to see the motherboard and the older people, not that you're that old. Don't get me wrong, but you're older than I am. And uh, I'm sure you can impart a lot of wisdom to a lot of our young people. So I'm always glad you come on the show whenever you do. I do want to ask you a question, though, uh what do you, uh, what would you like to see more on this show?
8: Uh, you know, you seem to offer such a variety already. Uh, there's, as far as anything different, I, I I don't know if I, not, not nothing that I can see, you know, at this point would be, uh, that would actually need to be added. Uh, I think you do, and I think you are doing a a good job of, like I said, getting a variety of people to come on, and and uh, you you do so many different things, so it's it's really been it's been pretty entertaining for me. I don't get a chance to listen every week. Um, we generally, uh, well, uh, we generally do something different on Tuesday night, so sometimes I don't catch you, but. Sometimes I do, and most of the times uh, they've, they've always been entertaining, so.
1: and they're being good well, and informative. Yeah, so. Well, thank you. And we've got to get back more to the educational clips, like the health clips, the security and awareness clips. Uh, we had one clip where we talked about what to do when you get stopped by the police, and that was very popular. A lot of people like that information because many of us get stopped by the police. But uh, I'll be darling You have anything for Melvin Any questions or comments to him And folks Those you on the phone line Same rule as before With Trayvon and Tish If you have any questions Or comments for Melvin Press one Press one on the phone please Okay Anything darling um,
2: I'd like Melvin I'd like like To have like an interview With you And a couple of your sisters
1: Um
2: Whenever y'all can get it together, whatever's a good time for you, we can work with that. Oh,
1: that's good. That's a really good idea, darling. Okay.
8: Really good idea. Okay, because we've talked about that as well. But maybe I should kind of introduce myself and kind of let people know. I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm part of the Dugan family, and um, there was 12 of us. um, And I met, what I'm the of out of the group. Um, and, uh, I live in Kansas City, let's see, what else, uh, I've had an opportunity to meet some of my families, you know, uh, the Bookers, uh, the Freemans, and, 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 uh, so, uh, so from different times, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet some of them, but, uh, yeah, I've. We we have talked about that, and uh, I think that'd be a good deal, a good idea.
1: Yes, to yes, have the interview with,
8: with with the group of us. Yeah, we have
1: different types of interviews. Like we have interviews where, like what you're doing, is the shortest ones, where you stop by to just say hi. Family, any of you can do what Melvin is doing. Just let us know. Don't be shy. Some of y'all are so shy, but he's just simply stopping by and saying hi. He's not going to stay long. Then you have the second level, what I call a second level, if I may call it that, like what Trayvon and Tish did. They was only around like 40 minutes, something like that. And then there's a spotlight where we have, you on know, for like an hour and sometimes we roll over to like an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. And that's what Darlene is saying now that we want you on because you are older than I am, and I think Darlene, and I know you have a whole lot of history about not just your uh, father and grandfather, but a kind of history. So we like to hear of it. We really like to hear from you. Okay, okay,
8: we will. Uh, we will do that sometimes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I, I really look forward to it. I want to ask you another uh, a question. Uh, how was it? You you're in Kansas City. Were you yes. raised in Kansas City? Were Were, were yep. your mom and dad?
8: No, uh, Texas. We was we was raised in Texas. We was, we was born in Caldwell, Texas. Actually, it was a little town called Mount <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zion. Right, right outside of Caldwell. But uh,
1: that, that, why you laugh, darling? She does that there. <laughs> that's that's where it all started. That's probably why she's laughing. Huh?
2: That's where I met you. I met you at, in in Mount Zion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
5: But so, uh,
1: what made y'all move to? Uh, what made y'all move to uh, uh, Missouri? Well, well, actually, we uh, when my
8: mother passed, we moved to Wichita. Uh, my older sister, she had uh, when she finished high school, she had went to Wichita to go to school, go to college, and everybody kind of migrated. That direction. So when uh, when my mother passed, we all we we all moved to Wichita, and uh, eventually in the early '60s, I I had a sister living in Kansas City, so I came here to visit and wound up staying.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow.
3: Wow.
1: And I think it's it's a lot of people. Now, how far is Hayti from where you are? Uh Hayti, yes. How far? I, I, I'm not
8: sure. Now, now Frank Freeman. Now he was he was from Hayti, and uh, and and you know and in, in the Booker, in the Booker family, I think some of those uh, migrated from Hayti. But uh, in fact, uh, me and Frank had talked about the two of us going down there, but. Uh, we never got
1: a chance to, to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Is there anything um, you, um, I mean, there's so many things I want to ask you. I just I'm trying not to open up a bigger can of worms because I know you don't have a whole lot of time. I just want to ask you just little, little things, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Questions, I know that could
8: take you a while to answer. So let's just go with something safe. Uh, who are your kids? Who are my kids? Yeah. Um, I, I got two kids. One uh, one lives in Virginia, and one lives here in Kansas City. Um, uh, I have a son. He's uh, retired from the Air Force, and uh, he still works for the government in Virginia. I uh, got a daughter. She... Uh, She works here. She she uh, management apartments. She manages apartment complexes. And uh, but yeah, I just
1: I just got the two. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, Melvin, I I don't know exactly how much time I know is limited, but listen, I want I want to thank you, darling. You have any questions? any, Any comments? Questions? Before I ask my final question here. Um, <clears throat> I,
2: well, we'll be looking forward to meeting you again If you get a chance to come to the reunion here in Austin
8: Okay Okay
2: And uh, make
1: uh, sure yeah. that Go, go ahead Go ahead, I'm sorry Well no. no, you go ahead, Darlene Okay Okay
2: I make sure I give you you all all the information, but are you all gonna be in Mount Zion the fourth of July this year?
8: You know that is something we talked about. Now, right now everybody is uh, is older, and uh, and everybody is not travel ready as uh, as it's been in the past. So. You know, we was thinking about doing something a little different. We had a family reunion in Wichita a a few years back, and we just thought about because right now uh, we got one sister. She uh, got a well, her leg is broke, so she's not going to be able to do very much. So we all been really just kind of rallying around her and uh, making sure we
4: really
8: uh, visit her a lot. And that's Josephine.
1: Uh, y'all probably know about her, anyway. Right, right. She's been on the show. Yeah, yeah. She's been on the show. We enjoyed her Pray one of the most powerful prayers we've ever heard on the show.
4: Yeah.
1: Serious prayer warrior, and, and oh by you, by the way, go in and talk about the prayer line, even though it's on Tuesday. I mean, go in and talk to somebody that somebody may be interested in. It.
8: Well, we actually uh, a niece. Robbie's daughter. Actually, uh, we was talking and she suggested it, and uh, and so I said, "Well, why don't you start it?" So and she did. So it's been a, it's been a family time. We started back in uh, 2013. Uh, we we get on there, we spend an hour, and we we just pray for the family. Really, there's so many things. Wow. That, there's so many things that's going on within the family. That it's uh, it, it's necessary. It, it's really necessary that we that we get on there and uh, and lift everyone up. And the whole idea, really, we want all our family members saved. And
1: uh, uh, if wow, you know,
8: if we if, if we're going to evangelize anybody, we have to start out with our family. And uh, that's that's been that, that's been the focus. So we just we just do it every Tuesday.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, that, that's a good one. That's a good one to end it on. That That is really, really a good thing. And we, you know what? We've actually been trying to, we've been talking about that, though, darling, haven't we? Talking about a prayer partner uh, system on the show and everything, right?
2: We sure have.
1: So maybe y'all can give us some tips on that a little later on. But uh, I want to thank you, uh, Melvin. I'm not going to hold you. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Uh, it, um, especially that last thing you shared. That was probably the most powerful thing you said during the whole interview because for sure we all need to be doing that. So uh, maybe somebody gets some ideas from that. But uh, I actually think I heard of another branch. I think I heard of another branch of the family that do that as well. So, um Anyway, you have any other final words to the to the family before I move on to William B. and uh, uh, Don Junior. and everybody that's going to be chiming into this last topic. I mean this table topic tonight. Any any last words?
8: Me? No, no. I'm. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate the fact that that uh, that you invited me to be be on. Uh, it, it, it's an honor that you honored me for allowing me to be on. And I thank you for
1: that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You you you're one of the main uh, elders in this family, so we appreciate you taking the opportunity. We don't take it lightly, as well as Tish and, and Trayvon for coming on as well. So listen, Melvin, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh mute your line, but thank you so much for coming on and sharing that and giving us putting a bug in our ear by praying for our family. I really appreciate that. Okay, man. All right. Bye. Well, that was Melvin Douglas. Uh, he did. He kept his word. He uh, was a busy man, said he'd stop by and say hi to the family, and he did just that. He'd been over before, but it's good to have the elders to stop by and say hi, give little pointers here and there. So, folks, uh, we are at the time where we talked about, been talking about, well, we're going to be talking about this um, very serious uh, issue tonight. And actually, William B. is the one that uh, – Brought this question to the floor On the Ed and Isabel page and just like he did that Guess what You can do the exact same thing All you got to do is type it out there And put it out there And if it makes sense And it don't seem like something That's going to uh, cause a lot of problems Or controversy we'll, we'll have it on the show Not a problem So let's do this Let's just go ahead and uh, bring him on I always like to start these table topics with just music. Some a little different, folks. Wake up some of y'all. But anyway, William B. is no stranger to the family. He's been on several times. And uh, like me, he has a lot of thoughts. Uh, I think he hears from God. He don't always say it like that, but I think he do. And uh, that's what we want. In the end of the day... We want to hear from God, no matter what we're talking about. So we've talked a little bit about this off the air, and I would love to him to share some of the things that's on his mind with regard to the church. So what I'm going to do is open up with his uh, quick, um, just why he asked the question, and then we're going to get into this. What I would like to do is ask the panel. And Don Jr., if you're in the house, I think this may be you. Let's do this. Eric Coda... Um, Let's go to William first. Eric Cole, 210-653. William, is you there?
6: Yes, yes, I'm here. How are
1: you? Uh, I'm fine, sir. I'm just fine. And I think we also have another co-host that want to join you and I and darling okay. in talking about this subtopic. And that's Don Jr. I think he's at 817-625. Don, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, say hello to the family, Don.
5: Hello, family. How's everybody?
1: Glad to be on board. Well, welcome, 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 both of y'all. And so we have Darlene and uh, William, myself, Don Jr., and Gwen Burke said she might call. Depends upon her schedule. She said she would love to talk about this, but she had some that come up. So she may join us And so, Gwen, if you... Here or anybody know uh, Well if you're on the line just press one So hopefully she know to press one So anyway William what mm-hmm. Caused you to ask to put that question Out there and then after you give us a little Explanation of that I want to ask The panel questions about the black Church we'll cover it like that I think I've laid out every single area Of the black okay. church with these uh-huh. Questions and that'll well, well, But What made you what, what was on your heart about this
6: Well you know I've uh just thought about it from time to time, and I just felt like it might be a topic that that might spur some uh, conversation between family members. Uh, I hope it's not the kind of uh, a topic that uh, causes people to get any kind of anxiety of any sort. Uh, we should be able to talk about uh, the black church and still remain uh, family and on good terms. Although our positions and our Uh, May very well vary On various things for obvious reasons I mean we have different life experiences And naturally we won't see uh, Everything in the same way But at least we can talk about it And kick it around and just see if we can share Ideas about The state of black church uh, In America today Amen, amen,
1: amen Well let me just Say this folks Really quick, because I don't want to do all the talking tonight. Hopefully, Don will pick up the slack, Darlene or William. It don't matter. I just don't want okay. talking to talking in segment. But i got the uh, little foundation here. The purpose of this conversation is not to put down the black church, put down black ministers. We know about the greed. We know about all of the issues in the church. Every, all of us talk about it. We talk about it. We talk about it. I know you all talk about it. We see it. But we want to... I'm hoping at least that we, uh, from this topic, encourage the righteous that's in these churches to continue, inspire those that are not in these churches to reconsider their relationship with Christ, and uh, hopefully give allegiance to Christ and his kingdom, kingdom of the Father. Okay, but the third uh, part of this is three, it's a 3 this is a this is a third part of this, and somebody got this noise on the phone line, please watch your phone lines yeah the, uh, the third part of the purpose is to expose the thief, expose the thief, expose that when they come to kill, steal and destroy and yes, there are some things in our society that is killing, stealing, and destroying. We got all kind of weird doctrines going on, we got all kind of practices. By uh, ministers that's not healthy Taking our people backwards It's robbing our people It's robbing their energy It's robbing them monetarily It's robbing them of visions And here's the most important thing About error in the church It robs people of their devotion and their love for the Father, and we just can't stand by and watch it happen, especially if it's in the family. So tonight we're not coming off as pastors or ministers. We're just family members just talking about some of the things we see in the church and some solutions. So I would say the goal, that was the purpose, to encourage the righteous to continue. Those that are in these churches and you're doing what's right to continue. Second part is to inspire new allegiance to the kingdom. And third, to expose the enemy That is in these churches that are robbing Our people in one way Physically, financially, spiritually, Politically, we we, we Want to expose that, we should expose That the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 16, that's one of the things that The, 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 the word is for, to, for correction And so the goal tonight Family, is to see clear The state And the potential and the power Of the church, okay, we want to Again, we want to just see clearly. After this is all said and done, the dust clears. We want to see this church, the true potential and power that it has, away from all of this um, of the errors we may see. So, I'm going to go ahead and and let Don uh, chime in here a second. Don, uh, we say the black church. You know, the Bible doesn't acknowledge black and white, doesn't acknowledge African American, his European. Racism. It don't. There's only one church. So I want you to define to the family. What do you feel like? What is the church? Define the word church.
5: I can only give you a definition based on my experience and my knowledge. The church is the body. Okay. Believers. Okay.
1: William, you got. William, hold on. William, you got a little noise in your background. What I'm going to do is mute your line, and I'll come. I'll bring you on once I ask you a question because I hear a little noise on your line. But well, go ahead, uh, Don.
5: To me, the church is the body of believers that accepted the reality, the existence of the true and living God. They are the ones that have chose to worship God in the spirit and in the truth, regardless of their backgrounds, their ethnicity, and or Their religious upbringing If their hearts and minds truly Channeled towards the real God And they have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ They are the church
1: Okay, so somebody might ask uh, Again, we're talking about the black church We want to pinpoint it This thing can get very careful I want y'all to help me with this Darling, Don, uh, William and family, friends I want y'all to help help us stay on topic We want to and Don was just on topic and so was William, but I'm just saying help us because this, this can go broad quickly. We want to pinpoint churches that have a predominantly membership of so-called African-Americans. Uh, William asked the question, are they meeting the needs of our people? There's a lot going on with African-American churches, churches predominantly african American. We know that there's big, humongous churches, you're not talking about them, Unless they're black, so-called black. I have mostly an African-American membership. We want to know about the state of a certain people. We're not necessarily talking about Hispanics tonight, no offense. we ain't racist, none like that. We're not talking about whites necessarily tonight. Because if we open up and start talking about the whole church, we'll never get we we'll would be talking for 15 hours straight. So we want to just, William, ask the question, and I want to stay true to his question. William, your line is open now. Just watch the noise. He asked a question about the state of the African-American church and he mm-hmm. meet the needs of their members. So that's what we're going to tackle tonight.
6: Yeah, I'd like to share something. Go ahead. Uh, we're having hell of a, uh, quite a hailstorm here, and that's the source of the noise. I mean, hail falling the size of a baseball here in San Antonio, and, and, and that's, wow. that's quite unusual. But that's what's going on here, and uh, it's, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, really. But uh, that's wow. that the sort of yeah, it really is. You, you'll read about it in your paper tomorrow morning, get no doubt, from, or hear about it. Get
1: away from yeah, the window. Yeah, that's right. I,
6: yeah, yeah, we definitely, definitely have gotten away, but uh, that—that's that, the reason. Otherwise, we're, we're okay.
1: All right, your line is quiet now, though. Uh, Don, mm-hmm. you did a very good job of the church. I have to agree. Would y'all agree with that, darling? You think that was a good uh, definition of the church? I agree. Okay. William, you agree with that?
6: Well, you know, the noise and the hailstorm and such interfered with my listening and what have you, to be, quite frankly. So I can't honestly say that I heard all that he said. But what I did hear, you know, seemed to have been right on time.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's do this. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Don, the same question in another way because I want to pull out of you more information. A lot of people say this. Why do you call the church... The church is not a building We really should never say the church As a matter of fact, I've been saying for years And I know a lot of them, uh, people have been saying It's minister, laymen, uh, Call the Your fellowship They'll say, so-and-so we do fellowship Don't say to the church It's impossible go to church. It's impossible Church is a people it's, it, How can you go to people? You can't go to church How can you do it? What if the people in the building don't even believe in Christ, none of them, and you're going there? You're not really going to where church, the church is. I'm going to say that again. What if there's a church membership of five, and none of them in there really believe in Christ, and you go there? You're not even going to a church. So, so it's impossible to go to church. So, Don, why do you think we we call it that? Why do people say and we, we again, we're talking about the African American church. We're getting a little bit into doctrine, but we're going to get into some more serious things. I'm, I'm just starting at baby steps right now, and then we get into the heavy stuff. People
5: call it the church because, traditionally speaking, they refer to the place of worship as the church. But people who are spiritually enlightened, people who are real believers who have had, uh, say, we say a divine encounter with God, knows that the church building is just a place to assemble to worship but the church is in the hearts of the people
1: okay that's good i like that i like that well miss darlene this is probably i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a question you can look i know you have something to say on this but uh what do you uh let's see here how can i ask this uh what do you think the duties of a church is? So I'm going to ask Darlene, then I'm going to ask William the same question, because you're the one who brought this up. Okay. So I'd love to all know right. what you have to say about it, William. But I'm going to let Darlene start it off, and you can finish it. Sure. Darlene, what do you think of some of the duties of the church? Duties of the church? What quite. What should they be doing? Uh, just some of You ain't got to name all of it, because William be going to kind of Finish up. I just want you to name as much as you can. And William, if she covers everything, great. But if she don't, what what are some additional things? And Don, you may can add into this as well. So I don't look to darling you to give me all the answers, but just what do you think the church should be doing? What is their job?
2: <clears throat> I think the church should be responsible. Well, I guess you. The person has to be their self also in the church. Okay, I can't. You're doing okay. good. I, I just follow. have a You're different right. opinion. I have a different opinion.
1: Okay. And well, We want that opinion. Go right ahead. I just kind of had the church is
2: there to feed my spiritual needs, Okay. But I have to be in a certain frame of mind in order to accept it. I can't rely on the church itself to accept that.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. You all agree with
2: that? I agree with that?
1: I do.
6: Yes, yes, I'm certainly.
1: Uh, I, I love what you said. That's very true.
6: Mm-hmm. The church is mm-hmm.
1: there. That that pastor, the leader. That whoever's up is there to to speak what they're inspired of the Father to say. It's supposed to be inspired of the Father. But like she said, you have to be open this way. Anybody want to kind of answer that? And, and listen, let me just say this because I'm I'm not the leading show here. If y'all have some questions to put on the table for me
4: mm-hmm.
1: or for us, please right. please do so. I just got okay. these little questions up. Just so they're going to be dead air But if you got something Trust okay. me I can go the whole show I can go the whole show now But I just don't want to, it to be limited To just my angle on this okay. Because uh. I'm about to talk about Some challenges we have in the churches About to talk about mm-hmm. some practices We have in the churches That I think William B. would be uh, well, would, would agree with Go ahead William
6: Well i just like to speak to this this uh, Question about What, what what do I see as being the duty of the church, uh, the purpose of the church? I, Darlene is exactly right. There's certainly a place that uh, where one can go and uh, have their spiritual needs met and developed and nurtured and that sort of thing. But I, I expect the church, and I believe the church, should speak to the here and now also. Uh, you know, we as black Americans in this country have uh, many, many, many needs, uh, more so than uh many other people here and uh... If the one uh... institution that's ours are not speaking to our need during the here and now i'm talking uh... you know social needs i'm talking jobs i'm talking uh... various kinds of needs that we have during the during our lifetime then uh... then they're really not 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 serving the people well so i i i think it's two prong not all spiritual you know going to heaven but also focusing on the here uh, and hold on, now.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. On a second. Is it just me or anybody else hear the echo?
6: No, I heard the echo. Okay, yes, it's not it here now, so
1: it went away. Okay, great. Okay, good. We're getting okay. it's okay. getting it's getting to be almost ten o'clock, and I might as well go ahead and say <laughs> it now, folks. Remember, at ten o'clock, I have to say this. I I want to get rid of the echo now before 10 o'clock comes Because you can't call back to correct the line So um, uh, I won't wait to finish what he was saying But I just got to tell everybody You know, I'd have to say at 10 o'clock Folks, at 10, if you're listening via your computer You didn't call the the 914 number If you're listening on your computers It will drop you at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock, it will drop you, okay If you are If you did call the phone lines, you're fine. Just stay tuned. Uh, Do not disconnect for whatever reason. You will not be able to call back after 10. And I must let everybody know last week, the phone, my phone dropped. And if my phone dropped, the whole show dropped. So I got to be still. And if for some reason after 10, the show dropped, it was not you. It was just a disconnection on the cell. That's just, it happened. So just know that we only contracted to 10, folks. After ten, they just—it's just grace. They give us about an hour free. It's a freebie, and uh, mm-hmm. your cell phone drop for whatever reason. You don't have no yep. contract, and so you you just drop. So I just want to say that, but we can go right ahead. That was very good.
6: Well, uh, that that was uh, I guess pr- pretty much it. But just an example uh, uh, on last Sunday at, at my church, I uh, pastor during the Sunday school hour. I uh, was talking about. Uh, management uh, of one's uh, resources, you know, in other words, how to get the most bang out of the buck. And I think it was excellent to share some great ideas, many of which uh, we had uh, heard about, some of them, but there's always room for learning and uh, finding out more about uh, the use of our money, you know, getting the most out of it in this world. I think if we are uh, better off, uh, as Christians, then we can uh, support the church better, and we can live a, a more fulfilled life here and now among our neighbors and friends and such. Uh, if we're not uh, tied down in debt and in a struggle and a strain, all of our lives. So churches should speak speak to things like that, not just allow people to struggle along and uh, and uh, you know without some kind of uh, some kind of assistance. That's what I mean doing the here and now. Uh, because uh, whether it's, uh, I think churches should uh, look to uh, developing, uh, say, credit unions, uh, black churches, that is. I mean, why not? Uh, money is sometimes tight for folk, and sometimes the other banks won't be as uh, forthcoming as they should be. Uh, we could develop our own credit unions and banks and financial institutions uh, as a start, but we, we could do things like that. But, and I think it's time in the 21st century for the black church to start to meet the needs uh of its uh, of its people and the community I think would be the path to the church's door if they saw them doing that sort of thing. That's just a small example. That that's the way I see it. Uh, I you
4: know what I must say to you is I think Given what I to I
2: that, don't know how much, that, yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's your line now. Echo?
5: This is my my
1: viewpoint. on. going.
6: Right.
1: Am I echoing y'all? Yes or no?
6: Well, it's okay now. That's at least
1: Okay, okay, because you only scared me there because I can't do nothing because I can't hang up and talk. Okay. So I have
6: to be like right.
4: nobody
1: else
4: in this place. But I do want to be sure about the uh,
5: William. I think you're right. I think you might have put the background music down, sounds shit.
4: Uh oh. Uh-oh. We just chill like
1: that. It has nothing to do with our value. He, he, so he just does that. But anyway, William is pretty much what
4: he just said. But I think that's for about the pastor. I
1: do my pastor to involve uh, the burning marks and all that. He should be before the states. Then with God the same. And he should have people in his church, like John Junior, like William Deese, and we have degrees in finance, and he needs to tell them, you know what? I feel like the Lord is wanting us to open up a, 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 a credit union, and I uh-huh. want to be faithful with. I want to be. I want us as a flock to be faithful over the monies that He has blessed us with these ties and offers. And I think He's yeah. supposed to put, He's supposed to allow God to lead him, but not him getting too busy. I think Darlene is right. Churches for our spiritual growth, but at the same time, God is—if if He is truly God, He's going to bless your finances as well. Anybody understand where I'm going with
5: that? I understand. Well, okay. you know. Go ahead, Don. I, I understand clearly, but when it comes to the finances of the church, you also have to remember the um. The direction that that church and that leadership is going, as well as the uh, the uh, program of the church. I mean, is this pastor as he business oriented? Do we have um, a team of deacons, stewards, or business managers that can assist with the development of financial means of causing the church to grow? And that falls back on. Uh, membership participation, the understanding of the concept of tithes and offerings, and how that money is taken and utilized for the growth and development of the church. I think the church should be as well as not only just a spiritual entity where we can really come to grow and mature in the presence of God, but I agree the church should be also a place where those that belong don't have to depend upon the government but can depend upon God that uses the government to bless the church through the leadership of the
1: church. Can you hear me? I like that. I like that. That was really good. I like that. You think you were saying pretty much what I was saying. William, can you kind of understand? You, do you follow us on that, darling? How do y'all yeah, no, you all feel about No, I. Said?
6: Yeah, no, I, I, I hear him. But as I mentioned, I think in the beginning now, oftentimes, uh, uh, you know, we can have different points of view of the way that we view the world and, and view everything uh, within it, quite frankly. So it's not a question of agreeing, as I see the topic. It's a question of sharing uh, how we see things based upon our life experiences and and what we've encountered along the way. Uh, as far as God, yeah, God can total control of whatever we do at all times so if pastor decides to uh teach a lesson on uh, uh credit or the appropriate use of monies then uh, one has to assume that the god led him i don't have to say you know, whether god led him or not to me that's a given but i do think that the focus should be uh on where the people are and their needs uh along with uh uh other things that the church is doing and i, I don't uh Feel like that's uh, anything out of the ordinary. I realize church tradition. I grew up in a small little church in Bryan, Texas, so I understand the uh, you know the original function of the church. You know, the prayer meeting at night and church at night, the whole bit. No church at night now, but it was then. I understand all of that. However, things tend to uh, to move on based on what the situation requires. And right now, uh, with our unemployment rate of black people being uh, higher, two or three times higher than anybody else, our needs being much greater than to me it makes sense for our leaders to focus on that, allow God to uh, lead them to focus on that, certainly. Uh, It just makes sense to me, but I don't have to say God every two or three sentences to uh, to mean that God has done it. To me, God will in fact do it. He's the only one uh, that can ultimately do it. So I, I don't do it quite that way in name calling. I simply say that uh, we should expect more of our leaders, and then you'll find them doing more if we expect it and we demand it. Because the church is ultimately not the building, like you said, it's the people. So if you help the people, assist them along the way, then of course you help in the church uh, automatically. Uh, in my opinion, I
1: want to I want to chime in on it. I think we probably I want to I'm probably going to say Ann instead of Bud, but, but... I think I'm adding to what you're saying, if anything, but I want to say this. Most of our problems as a people, and we're talking about African Americans, again, if you're listening, right. if you're not African American, it's not being racist or nothing like that, but we have to pinpoint sometime a particular thing in order to get a healing Absolutely. Go and cut and everything. Yeah, so we're talking about African American challenges. And I just want to say this most of African Americans I know from me, my own personal self, to my family and and my relatives, it's spiritual. I mean, I don't care what they say out of their mouth. They all say they need money one minute and you look at you. It's spiritual. Oftentimes not knowing how to handle the money they have because their flesh is out of control. They want to shop too much, greed, don't have no character, don't have no self-control. It's spiritual. Oftentimes when they're unemployment, the Father's giving them places to go. He's speaking to them. They can't hear his voice. It's spiritual. Oftentimes they jump from job to job to job, and that's why they, because they don't know their purpose. It's spiritual. You know, uh, oftentimes... And I may jump, I may sound a little weird. I may lose some callers right now when I say this. But we (laughs) live in a world where there's not just male and female. There are spirits we contend with daily. And a lot of our relatives that have problems beyond just needing some money, they need deliverance on all kinds of levels from voices, spirits. There's a such thing as a spirit of poverty, poverty mentality. These things is what a pastor or a man of God or a spiritual person, but I have to be a pastor. I don't want to keep putting all this on the pastor because I don't believe in that. I think there's all kind of laymen with power to to go, as Christ said, and do what I do and do great works. work. So I don't believe no pastor have this magic wand. It's anyone that is has the Holy Spirit and is full of God. But I feel like this, family, a lot of our need is spiritual first. And once we get spirit, we can hear God say where the jobs are at, or when we're getting ready to get fired, how to keep a job, how to avoid that person to where we need to these jobs in the first place. Okay, help us to get along with some of these people that don't care for us because how right, we look and they driving us crazy. Okay, because that's where a lot of the unemployment comes from too. So I, but I have to agree with William. Who cannot, who can disagree that we have a financial Issue among our people, but I've come to learn this: African Americans have a moral problem. They say that we will be the sixth richest nation in the world if our dollars circulate among ourselves. I think it's three times. So if you got paid and you patronized three, just three times, you let your money roll over in black communities, we'll be the sixth richest nation we talk talking about rich in a lot of nations like France. We're talking about big money, folks, over a trillion dollars. So is it really money or is it, is it love? Is it caring? Is it being uni- unified like a lot of the me- Mexicans are, if I can use them. I, mean, no, I know they've got their issues, but a lot of the people that say they're Jews, which I don't believe they're Jews, but some of y'all do, So, some of them, how they do their money. You know, the, the Italians, how they do their money. If we can patronize our own, we're going be talking about unemployment we'll be, because we would have the, the, the companies to hire our own people. So I think our problem is spiritual, but what do you make of William B.'s comment? He has to be right. So this is where I feel like the pastor, stay spiritual, pastor. You know, stay spiritual, evangelist. Teach the people how to be more spiritual and hear God's voice, know their purpose, not be de- and be delivered from it evil spirits, and have the character of Christ to keep jobs and to the character to go out and and get their own business, those that is called of that. But I don't want to forsake the spiritual. You understand what I'm saying, Darlene, William, Don? If your pastor is some kind of financial guru, this is where I have them. I'm not going to mention no names because we're not going to do that tonight. I don't want to mention no names or no ministries. It's not that kind of show. But your pastor's out here producing movies and, 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 and this and then that. And when you have time to hear from God and really put a good word out there, that is really going to help you get closer to God. Folks, we got a spiritual problem. Anybody feel me on this?
5: <laughs> well, well, listen, Sid. This this is my personal opinion. This has nothing to do with with just the word. I think God gives man gifts, intellect and knowledge. <clears throat> Whatever order we put that in, every man has a level of knowledge, spiritual gifts, and, and and God empowers us as we seek Him. It is written, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all things shall be added unto you. So the, the fishes and the loaves mindset comes from walking in grace. But there's nothing wrong with prosperity. But the leadership of the church is not always as equipped to share the wealth as they should be. Some because of a lack of knowledge, some because of greed and a closed mind. When your mind is closed and you don't have no vision, you can't expect people to grow. And the people around you may be falling by the wayside, and you can only see self. That's where personal deliverance has got to be the first and foremost, the first thing that we should consider. Am I right before God? If I'm right before God, then surely God can use me to be a blessing to others. Because I believe that the leadership in the church in this age is quite capable doing better than what we do. But we have so many things we contend with. There's no excuse. But that's the reality. You have churches where people are divided in thoughts. You have deacons and stewards sometimes don't want to follow the leadership. Sometimes if the leader is beat down with these challenges and don't have no cushion or relief, the people suffer because of the spiritual war that's manifest in the natural. So we ain't all up there in the sky all the time. We human beings just like everybody else. But who's willing to really follow a man that they can't see prospering materially? He may be prospering spiritually, but he's not, if he's not prospering materially, then that's where the judgmental thing comes in. Oh, he ain't doing no better than me. That don't mean he don't have a choice. Yeah. But we got yeah. we to work team. You understand
3: what I'm saying? Right.
5: It's a team effort. Yeah. Because I think it's a blessing if any pastor, and here we now, gains material wealth and not at the expense of so else else being using other people. They lack and you grow. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I do believe that the word says he gives you power to get wealth, and if wealth doesn't control you, you should share the wealth, and then you get more wealth.
1: But just like that scripture there, and Darlene, and just in anytime you want. I don't. I know us men can go. I know I can get whatever. Go ahead, somebody. Just gonna say something. Yeah. Go ahead.
6: All right. Uh, this is William B here, San Antonio. I just like to read a statement that was made by our bishop. In Washington, D.C., and I find it uh, quite profound, really. Uh, Just about 30 seconds. He says, Pray as if everything depended upon God. Act as if everything depended upon us. So says the thoughtful theologian. It is putting feet to our faith, power to our prayers, urgency to the present concern, momentum to the movement. I received no answer, says Frederick Douglass, until I prayed with my legs. Something must follow the prayer meeting, action. So to me, that's saying uh, we're the people. We have uh, sat around and sit and worse and hoped and what have you, but it's going to really take some action. And the things that I mentioned earlier, that's what I call action. We're going to have to be doing something. Allow God, if you will, to lead us to do something, something substantive that's going to help our people doing the here and now. You know, the praying is fine. But it's going to take some action, and I think the bishop was right on it with that statement. He made many others, but I chose that one because it stood out as something that I think we can all relate to. I
1: want. I think that's very good. I think that's very good. And, then, uh, and we're just talking family again. This is not pastors talking, ministers talking. This is just family talking. We're talking about some things we see in the church that we feel like is good. Uh, Some things that can improve And in the end, remember the purpose is to encourage those of you that are doing righteous In this walk, continue Those of you that are not in this walk Maybe the way we present this will cause you to Help you to uh, pursue new allegiance with Christ And be a part of this kingdom Because it is a wonderful life to walk with the Father daily, if if that's what you're doing, I'm not talking about being perfect, folks. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? I'm just talking about believing in in, in this one true God, pursuing His word, and trying to follow His word, and trusting Him for your righteousness. That's what I'm talking about. But the last purpose tonight is to expose things in the church that is sucking the life out of us. And William B. started this out really by asking the question: Is the African American church Meeting the needs of the people. I'd have to say, William, mostly it is not. And let me tell you why I say that, family. Why it okay. is Okay. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, which can be found in Galatians 5. Many of you know already what I'm talking about. The fruit of the Spirit. This is what happens when the Spirit is dominating your life. I mean, no hocus pocus, no mm-hmm. fake religion. Nobody just walking around just joking and shaking and vibrating all across the church. I'm talking about showing up character. Characteristics, <laughs> character of Christ. This okay. is what happens when the Spirit dominates your life. You're full of love. You're full of joy. Don't mean you're perfect, but you're full of joy. You're full of peace. You got some toughness about you. It's called long suffrage. You just don't cry to any little thing. You got some, you got some toughness about you. This comes from the spirit dominating you. You're kind, and you're good. You, you, you're full of goodness and kindness. Watch this one. Here's a good one. You're full of faith. You're not fearing. You're full of faith. This is when the spirit is dominating your life. Your gentleness, and the last one I love the most, you're full of self-control. Anybody with these characteristics, they're not going to be looking for a job long. Anybody with these characteristics, they is going to be breaking down enemies that don't like them. When they come at them with racism, if you come at them with love, you're going to defeat your enemies. I have that testimony, but I can't say that I've always had that testimony because sometimes I've told some folk out and I've sure enough cussed them out. And I'm going to believe it. I cuss them out like I ain't know nothing about Christ. So I can't say that I've always walked away, but I have experienced being full of the Spirit and breaking down my enemies like little little straws. So what am I saying? Why did I bring that up? Our I, I need, I submit to you, is a spiritual need. The need of African-Americans, we ain't no different than any other people, is spiritual. We do have a financial problem, but it's not, to me... Our top problem, our top problem in the church is morals. We got folks with crazy money sitting right beside us in the next pew. And even if they did, William, learn how Uh to make more money, make more money because the pastor and some of the deacons is going to show them how to put their money in 401K or put their money in this aggressive fund or put their money here or invest their money in gold. These folks, because they don't have the character of Christ. When I have self-control, gentleness, kindness, the things I just said that the Bible said you were having in Galatians 5, they will sit up and pay for your oppression and they're right next to you in church. So what is our problem? <laughs> we got a bunch of folks like that. We got preachers like that. We got preachers that's building stuff. How is it every church has a building fund? Something ain't right with that. <laughs> How is every church has a building fund, no. and through the week, I, ain't, through the week, ain't hold up, hold up, through the week, ain't none of these buildings filled up. I don't know. I love, I know a lot of pastors. I love. I respect what they doing. They trust God. I don't think they know wolves. I mean, they got my respect. But I have to even say this. I don't know one church. Maybe one. A uh, two. I'm gonna say out of a hundred churches I know, I know very few that's every day that building is being worn. I mean, people just coming in and out and using their off They don't do that. It's just empty most of the time. So what are we building for? So I feel like our problem as a people family, and I'm done, is a spiritual problem. I don't think we need this. I may sound a little different. I'm just, can I talk? Can I? Our need is spiritual. I guarantee you, give me a church full of broke folks. Give me a church full of broke folks. Let them get full of God's spirit. Come back in 50 years. Give me a church full of rich people, and they cutthroats, and they, and they all about and their nose all in the air. Come back in 50 years, and we'll see who has financial problems. Go ahead. I just have to get that out.
6: Well, uh, if, if you're talking to me, yeah, no, you you have a you have a point in terms of uh, the uh, role of uh, spirituality in our lives. It certainly plays a a major role. Uh, but I guess that argument could lead to the point that uh, people like Trump uh, it's is spiritual, and I'm not convinced that's the case. So I think spirituality uh, certainly uh, is, is a desired uh, thing to have in all of us. But I think some knowledge and some ability to view the world uh, as it is and take steps to deal with it uh, for your own benefit uh, is, is a useful uh, approach to this situation as well. Uh, you know, we our, our history is different, though. Our history is black people in America from everybody else. I mean, the church is what brought us, really. and And, and that's one reason I believe that we're, we're just uh, oriented, church-oriented and tied to the church and probably will be for, you know, for, for a long, long, long time uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, that's all we had. When you're in slavery, uh, you know, and, and the Lord uh, assists you and delivers you, I mean, well, what else can you hold on to? It's just that we should have uh, appreciated uh, obtaining, at one time we, we did appreciate, look like, obtaining knowledge. Uh, more so than uh, it appears to be the case now. But we just got to go back to the basics and work on it and not be ashamed to admit that uh, we've got some you know, some work to do in terms of preparing ourselves and our offsprings and others for this future in a country like this. This country is cutthroat, and you've got to be ready for it. Uh, if you're not political, well, shame on you, because the other people are, and they're going to call the shock and influence your life in ways, whether you like it or not. So... Uh, we shouldn't be so spiritual that we're not, say, involved in politics or doing something that's going to yep. deal you're with you're the right. real issues here and now.
4: You're right. You're absolutely right.
6: Do you
1: have anything? Oh, you know what, folks, I, I, I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, she, She's got the oh. line dropped. Yeah, you, yeah if your I line drop, folks. It. If you move around, that's why I'm trying to be very still. Okay. My line yeah. dropped last week and the show dropped. If my line dropped, whole show stopped. So, listen, okay. I want to thank you for chiming in. It was good. I don't, I, mm. I don't have a good spirit toward each other. So I'm afraid of these kind of conversations, but if it's sure. just some brothers and sisters that can talk to each other. I know I get winded. And I sometimes talk a little loud and my heart is that really love our people. I love his family and uh this show tonight is just to, like William said, he actually was the one that started this with asking the questions that American churches meet the need of their people. And I think they some place some churches that are really thriving. I'm not kidding you. I think churches that uh they have faithful pastors, you know what they're doing. And I I look at stuff, I, don't look at. I look at people, I look at their wives, I look at their kids. How are their kids? Do their kids love them? Do their kids love the Lord? I know kids are going to be rebellious at that time when they go out to the I understand that. But I look at marriages, I look at uh, these people, conflicting divorces. Uh, I do I look at church growth, but collapse. Kind of because when you're preaching the truth, you're going to have a whole lot of people swarming out to you, following I just think when we start talking about, things like I mentioned, about character, you hardly ever hear people talk about character today. You know, how you can't lie, you can't steal. You know, that's not the season to the Father. You know, there's a lot of talking about getting yours. Come get this, this you're entitled to that. Come get your up. It's time for your, you know, it's time for this. It's time for this blessing, you know. And it really is the season. I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to take away from that. You need to really, it is your season. If you have a character in Christ, but what if you, Don, I'll put you with it in every current are talking God's laws? You, you you, liar, you cheat, or you, you may not be all of that, but you just don't have a character I mean, everybody talks about you don't have the character of you read really, your seasons of blessings and break. You can't sing that song. I don't believe that. I think blessings are for those that uh, seek them up and are uh, pleasing in its What is. Uh,
4: yeah.
5: Seth, you know, when we speak, you know, yeah.
4: Yeah,
5: well, when you speak a general term, like you said earlier that you don't think the church is meeting the needs of people. It depends <laughs> on where that church is located. That's a big, that's a no, very No, no, general. no, no, no. Said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I just got
1: this say and I appreciate you bringing it out, and this is what we're going to do, family. Now, I I feel like I was quoted. Yeah, I think, I just was saying that there are pastors. They have good marriages. They're doing what's right. You can trust them. I just keep saying that. It is not all. There's a lot of people, and what's the sad thing, Don, small, and they don't get the glory. They don't get the TVs. They don't get acknowledgement. And a lot of big churches, I don't want to, big churches wealthy I'm not hating on nobody that's got a Mercedes and got a jet and I'm one of those kind of persons. I'm not that kind. Of person. But a lot of it's just it, it, it. like well, person said, my jet I should not get near. Her. No, that ain't why you have jet. So I, I I'm not generalizing And i don't Yeah. yeah, I'm
5: a, I'm just listening. I just, I just know that there are a lot of churches that do a lot of good. that don't get, like you say, the uh, public recognition because they're not looking to broadcast what they do. But again, it falls Absolutely. back on uh, how that church is set up and the leadership. The leadership of the church and the mindset of the congregation has a lot to whether or not there is real knowledge going through the church spiritual knowledge as well as a knowledge of how to become self empowered or whether the focus is more on spirituality and less on how to survive in the present world. You know, I don't think that I personally don't think that pastors should use their Sunday morning service to preach politics. I think they should preach deliverance, but I think there should be time set aside whether pastor as well as members of the church to focus on growth and development whether it's in a a town hall meeting a business meeting or just a weekly meeting this is my own personal viewpoint we must empower our people yes but we must do it decent and in order as God gives us the direction because the word clearly says my people perish from a lack of knowledge
1: well, let me ask you, when you were talking about being politically involved, I, I, I think what you just said is right, so how do you tie the two? I think, like I said earlier, to me, if my pastor come to me and start talking about how he's in a time type of new way to build finance, he's just an awesome member. And, again, I don't look for no pastor to bring me truth. I don't believe that. I don't believe my pastor is supposed to teach me nothing. I think my pastor is supposed to bring up a topic and I suppose those did myself. I don't believe, you know, pastor teaching me nothing or teaching you nothing. The Bible says you have to come to the Holy One and know it's all things. Why you need a pastor is because you can always hear the Holy Spirit. You can always hear the Father. But even if the pastor teaches something, you have to get that in your spirit that says yes, it's right. But the thing you just said the pastor was right that make you shake out over the church, was that That's to teach to affirm, affirm what the pastor's saying. So who's really the teacher? The pastor. The pastor loves you, and He forgives you, and He don't remember it no more. And you get that revelation. Did He really teach you that? Because something inside of you says, "That's right. That's right." Then you get the revelation. Then you start to shout. Then you write it down. Then you become a part of your life. So what really taught you was it the pastor? No, it was the voice inside of you. I died by that voice, not by no pastor. But I thank God for the pastor and his position because sometimes I can't hear that Holy Spirit. Sometimes we can't hear. We need those the teachers, the evangelists, and all that. So I look at pastors a different than most people. I don't go to somebody, somebody, pastor. What do you think that I don't ever talk to no man on the earth like that? I might say, you know, what is the Lord showing you on that? What is the Lord giving you on that? Pastor, getting this or what is He to you on that? That's how I approach it. Because really and truly, family, and I'm gonna switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about how a lot of pastors, this is where. Brother uh, William, you, I love to hear your two sentences as well as that. What uh, me, I have to say about a lot of a lot of pastors that are? Saying, I don't want my members going to this church because you know the church. <laughs> get, you, get, you have to be careful. Uh call it. Now, now, now listen. <laughs> this is major. You're talking about the state of the African American church. There are so um, many friends of mine they they can't go with me to certain churches because they say they pastor said that oh, that's not a good thing. Now
6: <laughs> you laughing? I'm not. You <laughs> No, no, no. I like I like to weigh in if I get a chance.
1: Yes, I I I I, I want to know for sure, but I'm I'm letting people know because some you don't even know what I'm saying. They never heard of this. But yeah, there are pastors okay. that tell their members. Uh, you know, uh, you shouldn't be going out here and fed up shit because you don't know what them people are teaching. And and you have to check in with your pastor before you. I'm serious, folks. Some of y'all belong to these bigger churches. You know about but this is what I call major control of the mind. Now, yeah. In their de- in their defense, and I'm gonna wrap this up and listen to the brothers. Uh, in their defense, in those pastor defense, their heart may be right. They have heard that there's some doctrines out there, and they're trying to protect, but that's not their job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. They can warn a member and say, sister, I wouldn't participate in that particular church because of blah, 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 but let the Lord lead you. That's how they should end that. Let the Lord lead you. Not if you go there and they try to spoil in front of everybody, when you go to this place, they'll tell you not to go.
6: Anybody heard that? Yeah, sure have. Uh, you, you want me to weigh in? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I think uh, it, it's right back to the history. You know, our history in this country. You know, uh, there was a time when the pastor, the preacher, that is, on the slave uh, plantation, was the only person that could read. You know, he was allowed to read, and he couldn't read very well. Uh, one of the slave masters put him up, you know, to preach, and, and the master would preach as well, and primarily it was slaves, uh, you know, servants obey your master kind of thing. They they worked that scripture over time and time again. Uh, I wonder why. Uh, I think it's obvious why they worked that scripture over so much. But, you know, we, we as a people have, have uh, come from a place where the pastor was the uh, God's man, if you will, forgetting that we were God's. People as well. They they put it on the pastor's God's oh, man, and they, their job was just to listen and uh, uh, you know uh, absorb uh, whatever you know came out of his mouth. And uh, that being the case, we, we tend to have done that generation after generation for a long, long, long time. But when African Americans start going to school, uh, learning to read and write, and they. Some of that started to change, obviously, because we figured out that, hey, you know, uh, we can uh, uh, deal and uh, draw conclusion from reading this as well, just like in and everybody else. So and I think there are some uh, preachers, if you will, who've taken advantage of, of that attitude, uh, really, and, and that's unfortunate, but there have been, been some of those. I had a brother-in-law who was uh pastor for a long, long time. He he was a bishop, if you will. I mean, uh, so he, he was doing it and doing it in ways that, I don't care to get into here now, but I mean, you know, he was moving it and doing, but uh, that that's the way it's done very often. So we need to keep our eyes and ears wide open, you know, uh, focused on the Lord, but don't get too hung up on any one uh, individual uh, who you are, uh, uh, you know, who, who's uh, uh, leading the church because we should lead the church if God leads him. And you should, David, understand when God isn't, leading him just quickly uh, I was in a church one time and we come to find out the church was owned uh by this uh by this by this pastor it was a corporation and his family was uh constituted the board of directors so you know it it was a whole big trick but but he was preaching hell and you know heaven and hell and damnation that sort of thing people were jumping and shouting and carrying on but he had a military motive so we, we got to be very careful and keep our eyes and ears wide open as people uh you know and and not uh, uh regret learning and understanding how to think for ourselves as well along with anybody else I, I just uh see no problem with that. I think we can get to heaven uh, as thinkers as well as we can by going along and uh you know being uh, being empty headed so i uh that, that's just kind of way I see it well we have good
5: friend. listen here we got good preachers pastors and we got bad preacher pastors. Everybody called. Everybody in the pulpit ain't called. That's all this to it. Some was sent and some went. But I believe this, that if God gives you a certain group of people to be the shepherd over, they're going to stick with you because that's God's divine calling for them and you. But you should hey, not hey, hey. Hold on. I mean, that's just how I feel. And, and and again that's a simply that's a simple personal viewpoint. I don't believe that 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 if God give you a certain amount of people to be the shepherd of, that if they go visit another church, that they just gonna forsake you unless they're unless they're not grounded in the church in the first place. If they're grounded in the ministry that you have, if they are grounded and this is where God has led them to be for their spiritual growth and development. They ain't going nowhere, and if a pastor is insecure, uh, I can't. I can't hear you well, uh, sir Seth. Yo, yo, you I got a bad echo and a muffled voice coming from you.
4: I
3: just believe. I mean, can you hear me, William?
8: Huh? Yes. Yes.
5: I I just believe that um, uh, uh, most of what...